Good evening, and welcome to Show Me Something Wrong, where each episode one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. Mm -hmm. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. There you go. I'm Dave. I'm Guy. And this episode, I've chosen the movie, and it's Skinner from 1993- and I apologize, last episode I pronounced his name totally wrong. Okay. Not directed by Ivan Nagy, as I said last time. Directed by Yvonne Naj. Wow, you really butchered that one, didn't you? Show right, show right. To my credit, it is his last name. It's spelled N-A-G-Y. Yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have called him Nagy. And then, um, yeah, having watched a whole lot of material about this guy, I'm like, oh, yep, it's, uh, it's Naj. It's his last name. <laughs> oh, mate. So, Skidder, holy fuck. Wow. This is a film that I I just stumbled across right. on, on a Tubi hunt. <laughs> I, I was, it was late one night. I was just scrolling through yeah. Tubi. And it caught my eye because Ted Raimi was on the cover. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. Never heard of this. Clicked on it to see that not only is Ted Raimi in it, but Ricky fucking Lake That's, yeah. and Tracy Lords are also That's in a this. a very odd, wild cast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's like three completely different worlds yeah. that have come together for this mm. ridiculous movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah it, it boggled my mind. And I'm a big... Ricky Lake and Tracy Lords fan mm. because of the John Waters films, yeah. and I always enjoy seeing Ted Raimi and stuff as well. Well, I don't. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> but I'll get to that. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I put it on thinking it would just be a you know a silly little horror film, and it's really not. It's uh, I mean, it kind of is, but it's also not. It's um, it's a full blown fucking nightmare. Yep, that's a pretty good way to put yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought the best place. To start with this mm. is the director, yeah. Yvonne Nagy. Nagy. Yeah, Nagy. What's, Nagy. what's he been up to then, Nagy? Nagy. So Where's he from? Where's he from? There's a lot. Uh, there's so much. I'm right. just, I'm just going to lean so back and much, let you talk to me. I want to... <laughs> I'm going to even go back to... So I watched the film, reviewed it, and when I posted my review on Letterboxd, and I was already thinking, like, we should do this for the pod because right. it was so weird. And then the comments that I got on that review and then checking other reviews made me really want to do it. Because there was a lot of stuff about the director mm-hmm. that is very shocking. <laughs> okay. And, all right, let, so let's just start from who he is, where he's from. Yeah. So, it's also very difficult. He's got a difficult name to pronounce for Yvonne one thing. Naj. Not only that, he has the exact same fucking name yeah. as another famous person from, uh, he's from Hungary. Okay. So, he's a Hungarian guy. He's got the exact same name as a more famous guy from, from Hungary. Who was a ballet dancer, born around the same time and died around the same time? So trying to search wow. for this guy, I kept getting that freaking ballet dancer. <laughs> At one point, I thought maybe he was a director and a oh, ballet yeah. dancer. But no, maybe he's people. living like a double life. Yeah. Well, he's not living anymore, mate. Well, he's he's dead. Only half he's of long him dead. Is. No, is, they're both is dead. Direct- oh, the, they're, they're both, both dead. They're both <gasps> dead. The oh, it's got to be the same person. <laughs> they died like a year apart. He was well. moonlighting as a belly dancer. Uh, a belly dancer. A ballet dancer. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Yvonne Nage and yeah. you wouldn't want to see him doing a belly dance. No? Oh, Christ. That would be a bit fun. But anyway, he was born in 1938. And uh, 
after being an extra mm. in a Hungarian movie, he decided he wanted to become a filmmaker. That's not, his... not an actor. He not an actor. He's like, oh, I want to be a director. And Sean, uh, now it's done. Don't know how much Hungarian history you know, but uh, there was a revolution in 1956, <laughs> and at that time he escaped the country and made his way to Austria. Right. So w- while he was in Austria, there was this refugee program for. Mm-hmm. People who had had escaped from Hungary, I guess, right. from the Soviet bloc or whatever, and uh, he applied to this program and he got offered a scholarship mm-hmm. in Albuquerque. Oh, right. <laughs> so this is when he—I think he was like seventeen or eighteen years right. old. He was shipped off to Albuquerque with a bunch of other Hungarians, right. and it was to study English. Okay, so he picked up English pretty quickly, and. Once he was in America, he applied for film school mm-hmm. and went to UCLA. Right. Very famous film school. And apparently, I can't find any fucking uh-huh. evidence of this other than something Yvonne Naj says in the Blu-ray extras of this film. But apparently, he was the star mm-hmm. of Francis Ford Coppola's student film that Coppola made in right. UCLA. But I can't find any fucking right. evidence of this. <laughs> what the fuck? But anyway, he went, went to film school, but okay. after graduating, he... Didn't become a filmmaker straight away. Mm-hmm. He became a photographer at Life Magazine. What? <laughs> so a very you know big kind of job yeah. to get straight out of uh, university. And he also photographed a lot of album covers, mm-hmm. including uh, one for BB King as well. So he had a pretty successful career as a mm. photographer. But then he decided, no, I've got to get back to my my original his goal passion, yeah. to be a filmmaker. And in the 70s, he started directing no-budget pictures. Mm-hmm. His first movie was all sh- uh, shot on short ends, you know, like oh, yeah. remaining bits of film. And then he slowly, you know, moved to getting bigger and bigger budgets and eventually became a TV director, oh. working on shows like Chips oh. and Starsky and Hutch. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he also made a lot of the... I don't know if you've ever seen them, but the Murder of the the Week TV movies, you know, those, like, sort of tacky oh, yeah, kind yeah, of films. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit so much. <laughs> he also made... Do you know... Have you ever seen that Captain America movie no. from the either late 70s or early 80s? No. He made... this famously terrible. Okay. He made the sequel to that, oh, which God. is also very terrible. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he kept directing movies and eventually mm. in the 90s transitioned into making pornographic CD-ROMs. Oh, wow. For a company that he created called Mac Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, he died in 2015 at the age of 77. That's quite a life. It's quite a life. But that's not what makes him fascinating. Okay. That is nothing compared to... Why? Oh my god, this this shit's oh gonna god. blow oh your no. fucking mind. I'm gonna have another sip of my beer, hang on, I'm yeah, not ready yeah, for get, this. Yeah, I'm still ready. trying to process the CD porn drum <laughs> things called Mac Daddy. So, the reason he is so oh infamous, okay. not famous, infamous, is not because of his films, mm-hmm. but because of his connection mm. to Heidi Fleiss. So, do you know who Heidi Fleiss is? You might have to remind that I got that like, sounds familiar. I can't yeah. pinpoint it. So Heidi Fleiss is definitely the most famous modern day madam. Uh, <laughs> and she's often referred to as the Hollywood madam. Okay. You know, she's ridiculously well known as mm-hmm. this woman who ran a prostitute. Right. right. So Heidi Fleiss was born into a very well off family. Uh-huh. 
and then I guess just because of her attraction to creepy old men mm-hmm. like Yvonne Nage, uh, she ended up getting involved in the sex industry, started her career as a prostitute, and then ultimately ended up running an upscale Hollywood-focused prostitution mm-hmm. ring in LA. LA. Wow. So all of her right. clients yeah. were very famous huh. actors, directors, producers. And then in 1993, mm. keep in mind, Skinner is from 1993, she was arrested for pandering. Do you know what pandering is? No. I didn't know either. I had to look this up. So pandering is the con- the crime of compelling someone to become a prostitute uh-huh. or arranging a situation in which a, a person might prostitute themselves. Oh, okay. Is that, I've done that to you before, right? You you made me suck some guy's dick the other day. I wasn't <laughs> Was, into Is that pandering? But you didn't get paid. No, you were like, go on. I think because you didn't get paid, I think it's all right. It should be okay. Oh, then I wasn't Probably shouldn't have admitted this on the podcast. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Edit that one out. So, yes, in 1993, she was arrested for pandering right. and became an absolute, like, kind of media sensation mm-hmm. because of these high-profile clients that she had. And ultimately, she served 20 months in prison and had to perform 370 hours of community service. Oh, Bloody hell, that's a lot. For being the Hollywood madam. And then from that point on, she's basically remained remained pretty well known. Mm-hmm. She still appears on TV in the news from time to time. She dated Tom Sizemore, the actor, oh, yeah. for quite a long time. And that was a thing in the news because he <laughs> she accused him of domestic abuse oh, and stuff like that. So she's had a, she's yeah, she's been in the news a lot. Yeah. But what does that have to do? with uh, Yvonne. Tell me, tell me. Oh, this is so convoluted. I hope you're (laughs) able to follow this. So, (laughs) at the height of her fame in this trial, the filmmaker Nick Broomfield started covering her case for a BBC production called Heidi Fleiss, Hollywood Madam. Very original title. Do you know who Nick Broomfield is? No. See, this is another fucking oh, layer to this. So, Broomfield is a really well-known filmmaker. You might have even seen some of his documentaries. He's probably best known for his documentaries about Eileen Warnos, uh-huh. Warnos, the serial killer. Uh-huh. You know, the, the film Monster yeah, yeah, is yeah. based on, on her. So, he directed some documentaries about her, right. got really close to her. And his style is kind of like an early version of of that kind of modern documentary mm. investigatory approach that you see film like filmmakers like Louis Theroux, yeah, Michael yeah, Moore, yeah. that kind of style, where Broomfield is kind of in the film yeah. and directly talking to his his subjects. Okay. And he would film with a, a minimal crew. He usually recorded the sound himself. So he's in the mm. film like just holding a mic. Right. Uh, getting in people's faces. Personally, I really don't like him. As a filmmaker, right. I found that f- uh, first film that he did about uh, the, the serial killer, mm. Eileen Warnos, I fi- found it kind of despicable. Right. He's just so aggressive. Uh-huh. And to me, he seems to like just push his own narratives right, so strongly right. that it, it mm. feels rings very false. But I guess you could say that about any documentary. So with that in mind, like everything in this documentary that he made about Heidi Fleiss, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Sure. Especially because everyone on screen is contradicting each other, oh. contradicting themselves, <laughs> and I don't really trust Nick Broomfield. Either. Yeah. So it's very convoluted. But in this documentary, his focus, kind of even more so than Heidi Fleiss, 
is Ivan Naj. Because right. Ivan Naj was the ex-boyfriend yeah. of Heidi Fleiss. Uh-huh. And in the documentary, Broomfield talks to this woman called Madame Alex, right. who is another very famous, uh, now dead Hollywood madam, but like a kind of old school mm. Hollywood madam. So she's all like this crusty old granny, like on her <laughs> bed. And she <laughs> hates Ivan Naj. Right. And she claims that Ivan Naj... So this much, much older boyfriend mm. of Heidi Fleiss sold Heidi Fleiss to her as a prostitute for $500. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What? So the director of Skinner <laughs> yeah. apparently sold Heidi Fleiss. He, he sold He sold a person? Sold his girlfriend <laughs> as a prostitute to Madame Alex. But again, keep in mind, we can't... Like, this is one version yeah. of this. Other people say later, like, oh, it was like a, a normal introductory fee that anyone mm. would get for... But that's how she words it. Jesus. <laughs> so it gets worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then, allegedly, Naj kind of uh, made Heidi Fleiss learn the, the ropes mm-hmm. of the prostitution ring business mm-hmm. from Madame Alex so that she could ultimately steal her prostitution ring and take it over <laughs> with the help of Ivan Naj and a guy called Cookie... <laughs> Who was an ex-Israeli military guy. What? What the fuck is going on? It's insane. So Ivan Naj, <laughs> this guy called Cookie, uh, Cookie. Are basically organizing to steal this yeah, like, yeah, prostitution yeah. rig using Heidi Fleiss. Wow. And as a side note, we, we don't ever see Cookie in the film. Uh-huh. I think he might be dead. I can't really remember. But whenever he is brought up mm. in front of women, everyone gets very stressed out. So right. he's clearly like a very bad man. Yeah. And this one porno actress that they talk to, she's just like, as soon as Cookie's name is brought up, she's like, we're stopping the interview now and leaves. Oh, wow. It's so intense. She's like Controversial a character then. And in Yvonne Naj's house, yeah. there's bullet holes all through the ceiling <laughs> that he's like, yeah, Cookie did those. The fuck? <laughs> So this Cookie is, this sounds is, wild. This is fucking crazy. This is a, the director of this movie that we're going to talk about. The director <laughs> of Captain America 2. And it gets worse. It gets worse. So, Broomfield hunts down mm. Naj, and, uh, Ivan Naj in this movie, uh, finds him in this sort of mansion that he lives in, and he gets a totally different story from right. him, of course. So, Naj is like, no, 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 I loved Heidi... And everything Madame Alex says, that's a lie. It's a lie. And he's mm. broken up with Heidi now. Mm. And, but it's all its all bullshit, he says. But regardless of what is actually true, Madame Alex really fucking hates Yvonne <laughs> Naj. So some of the things she says about him, she says that <laughs> he and Cookie have both done bodily harm to girls. Oh, no. She claims that Yvonne Naj is pure evil, beat up flies, put a knife to her throat... Uh, she also says that Cookie and Yvonne stole antiques and jewels from her house. The fuck? And she says, even worse, she says that Naj was the one that turned Heidi Fleiss into the feds because he's a snitch for the FBI. <laughs> and he did it so he could take over the prostitution ring himself. Oh, my God. So he, wanted to, he was like, Heidi's getting too big for her shoes. Yeah. I want to get, get rid of her so I can take over the prostitution ring. What the fuck? Fucking I thought crazy. he wanted to be a film director. I know. Because he also wanted to run a prostitute ring. Um, and she, yeah, this Madame Alex, she even gets really personal about uh. the sex life of Fleiss and Naj. And keep in mind, he's like, an older man. Yeah. And she's like at this time, I guess in her late twenties or something. Right. Heidi Fleiss. 
But yeah, there's like this disgusting shit where Madame Alex is like, Heidi Fleiss used to pop pink pimples on his back because he was such a filthy pig. And she also <laughs> says, my favorite mo- moment of the documentary, she, she said, Naj had every manner of dildo. <laughs> <laughs> So, Madame Alex has a lot of bad shit to say. Yeah. Not just her. The detective that investigated the, the prostitute ring, he's like, no, Ivan Naj is the guy that was pulling the, sh- the strings. Mm. Heidi Fleiss's mum blames Ivan Naj for getting her into prostitution. One of Heidi's prostitutes says that he was violent and brutal with her. He hit her. He gagged her with a towel. And he did things that, in her words, only a Hungarian freak would do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus this is Christ. And then Fleiss is interviewed about this as well. And yeah, she claims that she learned everything about prostitution rings from Ivan Naj. She also confirms that Ivan was the one who went to the feds to take her down because he was jealous of her. Mm. And she said the only reason she stayed with him was because he threatened to hurt her family and cut off her brother's arms and legs. What the fuck? <laughs> this and, guy's unhinged. Yeah. And to, to give... Ivan Naja's side of the story. He oh, says, yeah. this is, <laughs> He says, this is all bullshit. In a, so not in the documentary, but in the Blu-ray extras, he talks no. about this experience of this documentary. And he says that he hated the director, Nick Broomfield. Mm. Said he didn't like him, didn't like his methodology. And he actually only agreed to be involved in the documentary mm. because Nick Broomfield was the student of Ivan Naja's editing lecturer from UCLA. He thought they had some sort of connection there. Broomfield promised to be fair. And he also claims that Nick Broomfield fell in love with Heidi Fleiss while he was making the documentary. And he says, like, you know, if you watch the film, this is actually true. Whenever he shoots Heidi in the film, it's with very, like, nice lighting, soft Mm -hmm. lenses. And whenever Ivan Naj is in shot, it's like dark shadows (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) But there are some things we can know for sure that Uh is true. So... Naj was a convicted bookmaker, and six weeks after Heidi's arrest, he was arrested for drug trafficking. Oh. And later, he also got arrested for pandering, too. Right. So, that's true. That Like, whether, <laughs> whether the, the charges are real or not, who knows, but that's he did get arrested for those yeah. things. And no matter what level of involvement he has with the prostitute rig, his relationship with Heidi Fleiss hmm. is fucking insane right it's really hard to know it's true but you can see how disturbed it is so the documentary has all this private home video footage between them and it's so disturbing so it's like this stuff took uh, shot by him yeah shot by ivan naj so he's like filming heidi fleiss nude like demanding to to see her body and stuff and then at one point heidi fleiss is like there's green stuff pouring out of your dick oh no what's what's going on Oh no, that's awful. Yeah, and, and why, just, why did he submit footage? Well, to I, this I doc- know, how did they like, get the documentary I think footage? Maybe Heidi Fleiss gave it to the right. director. I don't know, but it's so yeah, it's it's grim. It's oh, grim stuff. No. And there's a bit as well where Naj is watching the result of um, the trial, like Heidi's trial, where she she got the guilty verdict, 
and he claims that he's sad and angry, but he looks fucking delighted. So he's he's completely full of shit. But then after this verdict, <laughs> this guilty verdict, apparently Yvonne Nash, who put her in prison, probably, mm. and Heidi reconcile right. after the verdict. They get right. back together, maybe. It's hard to know, again, what's true. Jeez. And yet Naj, like calls up Heidi Fleiss to prove that they're still a couple. It's so Fuck it's nuts, man. And, the, and this documentary, he really comes across as a truly concerning man. <laughs> He's <laughs> full of yeah. anger, full of rage. But the film's sort of last kind of part, we have this long interview with Heidi Fleiss. Mm. She's kind of somewhere in the center of Yvonne's world and Madame Alex's right. version of, of who he is. But she basically claims that both Madame Alex and Naj are deeply bizarre people who make everything bigger than it is. Right. She said their hatred for each other has basically dragged her into their, their story. Mm. They've sort of put her at the center of everything. But yeah, man, it's, it is a crazy documentary with everything from Ron Jeremy showing up uh, as a, as a guy that gives information about, about oh, uh, Heidi yeah. Flies. You trust him, wouldn't you? Yeah. And there's stuff of like the media going absolutely bonkers, which mm. is like amazing to watch. And there's also scenes of, of Naj showing off the, the CD-ROMs that I was talking about. <laughs> and his CD-ROMs, uh, I think it was called, like, Heidi's Girls. And it's oh, just yeah. all Heidi's prostitutes that he's filmed. Oh, so God. fucked up. Something else that's in the documentary is footage from the movie Skinner. Hey! <laughs> so, Broomfeld goes pretty hard on this film. Right. You know, kind of, he's using it as evidence of what a sick fuck Naj is, basically. Classic kind of, uh, yeah. you know, moral panic kind of guy. Bit of a dick move. But he it? does point out something pretty interesting. Mm. Do you remember the name of Tracy Lord's character? It's Heidi, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> so he really, you know, keys in on mm. that point. And yeah, this as a spoiler alert for the end of Skinner, which we're going to talk about later anyway, you know, Skinner and Heidi destroy each other. Mm. And yeah, this documentary tries to draw this parallel between those two characters right. and Naj and Heidi Fleiss, who, okay. in the director's words, are doing everything to fuck each other up. <laughs> That's Ivan Naj. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, when I was watching, obviously this is this is a horror film and it's got plenty of grotesque scenes. But when I was watching it, it didn't seem like it was made by a particularly deranged man. It, mm. it, it seemed like oh, there's got some fucked up stuff in here, but it just kind of played out like a, a pretty pretty average. 90s horror film but listening to all these stories i'm starting to connect a few dots yeah I, I and there know. are a few scenes which now appear a bit more sinister than i initially thought yeah i i mean the first time i watched this mm. i thought it felt a bit sick mm-hmm. but like not too bad i was just yeah. like that's a bit there's something a bit off about this film then i watched the documentary watched the film again mm. and it really takes on another right tone after knowing that it's like impossible not to be thinking about that as as you're yeah. watching it because there's like lots of stuff in there there's you know in, in this film we've got like prostitution mm. we've got drugs yeah things that he's both been arrested for yeah so it's it seems he's drawn from his uh from what he knows yeah <laughs> and look to to not get too excited about the heidi connection thing though it is a little bit dubious mm. so he didn't write the script okay and he says that this connection is totally coincidental. Mm-hmm. The script was written before he was involved and before all this sort of, mm. you know, drama kicked off. Okay. So this was, this trial was happening in 93 when this film came out, mm. but this was shot before then, right? So it was before all the, the drama sort of started. And on the script, 
this is another really crazy thing about this film. So it's written by a, a guy called Paul Hart uh, Wilden. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Paul Hart Wilden. <laughs> and it's actually a British script. Oh, no. And this was supposed to be a British film. Really? So, yeah, he, he wrote this, uh, this guy that wrote it. He was really fascinated by serial killers. He took a lot of inspiration from Ed Gein. And he wanted this to be shot in London. Hmm. So that's kind of why it has that sort of theme of water running through it, because he was picturing it in the London right. Docklands. Right, right. right. So this- <laughs> I'm glad you explained this to me early on, because I was so pissed off about all this water stuff that made no sense and had no meaning to it whatsoever. <laughs> we'll get into the water stuff later as well. But yeah, so the backstory of the script is pretty interesting right. as well. So uh, Hart Wilden, he, he wanted to direct it as well. And he took it around the UK trying to sell it. He tried to sell it to Hammer Films, right. which somehow still existed at that point. But they were just like in like one little tiny office, like mm. almost dead. And apparently the Hammer Hammer guy read the script and was like, this is fucking disgusting. <laughs> Not interested in yeah. the slightest. And he kind of gets up in arms the writer because he's like, well, in the 50s, everyone was saying, you know, your stuff was disgusting as well. Right. <laughs> and the Hammer guy's like, yeah, whatever. Get out of here. <laughs> a bit of a di- different breed, isn't it? You yeah. know, Wolfman or Skinner, you know. I really, really comparable. I really could not see this as a Hammer film. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he tried to get government funding. Uh, but, of course, you're not going to get government funding for a film like this. So he went to America and was introduced to a producer called Brad Wyman, who read it, wanted to make it, but the catch was he already had a director for it. Right. So the the writer couldn't direct it. He wanted Ivan Naj to direct the film. <laughs> and uh, the writer decided to just go for it because he'd already had so many rejections for it. Mm. And when they made it, he had absolutely no connection to the production, knew nothing about it. And the first time he... And only time I think he said he saw something from it was the original screening of A Rough Assembly. Mm. And he said he was completely mortified. <laughs> we'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to him later as right. well. Because he's got a few things to say about, mm. about the film. Did, did uh, Yvonne change the script or was... I want to get to that later. Cause, okay. Because, yeah, not much. But he did change one thing, <laughs> oh, and, it's a, and it's a pretty big thing. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm racking my brains. Hey, we'll, we'll get to it. You'll. Uh, <gasps> you'll. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> All right. So that's the the backstory. That's so a pretty great backstory. I'll, I'll tell you a bit more about the post its release as well, which is quite yeah. exciting as well. But shall we get into the film itself? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So we have. Some truly shitty titles. Yeah. Like, just the, the font is awful. <laughs> like, bizarrely, like, misshapen. There's, like, typos in there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we see Tracy Lords in water. There's yeah. a lot of water in this, in this mm. film. The and London locks. She's got some great lines in this first scene. I love fucking... I, I love Tracy Lords as right. well. I'll talk, talk more about her later, but... She's talking about someone's coming back. Yeah. Like, someone's coming back. She says, like a dog returns to to vomit. (laughs) Like a dog returns to its vomit. A fool returns to its folly. Mm. (laughs) Which also feels quite British. You can imagine that. Yeah. In a greasy London accent. (laughs) Yeah. And she says, you're a creature of habit, Skidder. You'll be back. You'll be back. 
especially saying this, we're seeing like a bag opening up mm. with all these tools inside and shots of water flowing down, flowing down. And the idea is like from the writer in, in his words, whether you think he achieved it or not, he says water is whatever it is, it is put into. Like there's mm. no shape to water. So Skinner is someone who needs to fit into other people. Fucking hell. Which, that's a bit bloody abstract, isn't it? It's a bit abstract, but I quite liked it, though. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's great, but it did not convey that at all in this film. <laughs> you just have bloody Skinner frolicking around in water for <laughs> half the bloody movie. I will confess, this is frolicking. Oh, it's 100% frolicking. I knew it. It was like not even five minutes into the movie, we got bloody river frolicking. For guys' uh, definition of frolicking, please go back to Red Spell spells red. <laughs> Yeah, all, all you need to know about frolicking is, is in that episode. episode. Yeah. yeah, but fucking hell, is, is, seriously, that's why there's there's so much water in here in mm. this in this movie. Yeah, yeah. You're not Dude, pleased. I'm, no, no, I'm, You're I'm not kind pleased. of even more pissed off because <laughs> it's a cool concept. Like mm. it kind of, and I guess it does work uh, within this film, like thematically. Mm. But that is not mm. explained or mentioned once in this film i personally love the abstract nature of the water stuff and i kind of like that it's there because it's so visually great like i I really enjoy it i hated it oh really it really pissed me off because it just seemed like some another one of many half-baked ideas that are in this film (laughs) you know just him walking around water drinking water like a madman spinning the water (laughs) with no reason and i was thinking like oh so does he like drown his victims or something and Mm. if so we could kind of you know have that connection but Mm. there's no explanation or ever anything of why he's so obsessed (laughs) with water yeah watch it again though knowing that fact it it does work quite well i think all right um but yeah, we we see in the water <laughs> Skinner walking through the water. It's a very like shallow water, mm. uh, and Skinner is played by Ted Raimi, old Ted, of course, the brother of Sam Raimi. Apparently, at this time, he was looking for like offbeat horror and indie kind of roles to do because he said he was bored of doing like straight roles. I've never seen him in a straight role. <laughs> no, dude. Oh god, oh. not a fan. No. Go on, go on. Tell us why. Kind of just going off what you said, you never see him in a straight role. He mm. always plays the most annoying character. Mm. So there's something about him. And I, I forgot how much I hate him. <laughs> yeah. Because I have purposely avoided any films starring him for the really? last like 10, 15 years or something. And reason being is he always has like this stupid grin on his face. He kind of performs all of his roles like a like a caricature, you know? Mm. Everything is overly exaggerated. He's always pouting. He's got this ridiculous smile on his face. And it just seems like everything is over the top. I think it was when I watched some film made by Bruce Campbell where he plays like an Italian. Mm. Have you seen... I forgot the name of the film. It doesn't ring He plays bell. like an Italian, like, st- stereotypical Italian character. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just so fucking annoying to look at. Mm. Yeah. And I felt like every film I've seen him in, he plays this stupid, annoying mm. caricature. Yeah, and as soon as he walks up in this scene and he's like, oh, you know, he's, got, he's <laughs> pouting his lips and, like, cracking his tongue. And yeah. like, oh. I, I actually, I do get what you mean. I, I think I like him just because it's like, oh, it's Sam Raimi's brother. <laughs> and it's just... Well, I that's love, it. Has he I done love, anything, uh, like... He, I mean, he's he's clearly the the bro- the younger brother of a more mm. talented person, and mm. it seems like he's kind of gotten this 
like free pass if you will because he kind of he he was in the evil dead 2 films i don't really know that much about him i'm not gonna mm. lie but everything i've kind of seen about him is, is kind of linked to his brother and then he's had a few kind of small roles here yeah, and there, yeah. Other i don't think he's ever really done anything huge yeah. outside of stuff that his brother is involved in but yeah i don't know i yeah th- i can't really think of any roles that i really love him in mm. but I did really like him in this. I thought he suited the character really well, and he does some pretty wild stuff in this yeah. film. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie about that. Yeah, that's uh, I'm not gonna disagree with you. Yeah, <laughs> but you yeah, know, I I did did enjoy him in this film quite a lot. I think this is the best role I've ever seen him in. I would say I would agree. Yeah, he's like he's cartoonish, but it, but there's a reason for mm. it in this film. I would say. Yeah, yeah no, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, he's. Mm. and it's just annoying to look at he just i think maybe it's because he looks so much like his older brother as well yeah. like he he looks like sam raimi so yeah. it's like uncanny valley to look yeah. at his face like it's a bit wrong but anyways <laughs> he um yeah he just auditioned for this part like you would a, a normal role okay but yeah he said he played the audition as a kind of fairly normal person rather than being like a typical sort of maniac because he thought that would be a better take on the the character and his main influence was jeffrey dahmer yeah there you go he does feel very jeffrey and he is um that kind of killer as well what do you call that like there's the killers that love the moment of killing Mm -hmm. and then there's the ones that like the aftermath and the body and stuff like that which is what dahmer was there's a there's a name for it i don't know he's that (laughs) kind of killer yeah he's one of them (laughs) Anyway, so we're still in the opening titles. <laughs> so we see shots of this bag opening, a knife coming out. We see chains, there's dripping sounds. We've got a fucking banging score from a, <laughs> a band called Contagion, who were an industrial band from mm-hmm. LA led by Keith Arum. Fucking love the score of this. In the titles, very exciting. We see effects by KNB, more on them later as well. And Yeskin is walking through this water. And then we just see him in a room mm. and he's got a woman uh, hanging on from the, the ceiling by a chain, mm. all sort of roped up. Uh, we hear, like, a, a knife sharpening. Yeah, it's all very, like, close up, very yeah, fastly cut together. can't really see what's happening, the details, right? The title comes up, Skinner. Then we see Skinner running his hands through the water, which we'll see many, many times in this film. Then we see a knife sharpening. Then we see the woman's back with Skinner's hand on it. And then we get... Like a really fast, almost kind of saw esque mm. fast cut. You know, it's saw that yeah, yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. that goes really fast. It's yeah. like a very fast edit. <laughs> and then back to Skinner just pouring water over his face <laughs> like a gun. <laughs> like a gun. <laughs> but the, the thing, the thing for me that I loved about the water stuff was mm. not so much the water itself, but the way it is shot in this space where we don't know where we are, mm. you kind of just have uh, Ted Raimi and Tracy Lords in the middle of the shallow water. Yeah. And all you can see is water around yeah. them. So it's like, where the fuck are it's we? It's very but, dreamlike, isn't it? Yeah, I really liked that mm. kind of visual look. Yeah, there's our opening uh, There's our opening. T- titles, yeah. There's our opening. <laughs> I gotta say, like, Tracy Lords, I mean, was she always this bad of an actress? You, you didn't like her in this? Like, I loved her in really? this Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was great. Okay. Mm. I just like, I mean, the way, I don't know, her deliverance. 
I sorry, I've said nothing. I've said nothing. No yeah, good things just, about this film just so say far. Negative. Uh, I'm sorry, and there are plenty of good things to say about this film, which I will get into. But I just felt like her performance. This is quite exhausting. Oh, I loved it because she's like all of her lines are like whispered. Yeah, but it's like she says the same thing for like yeah, seventy yeah. minutes. Is that more the script's fault than than her? Though? No, no. But I will say like her deliverance was bit mm. bit like of a cardboard box. It's like some beige. She's, I mean, you like Tracy Lords was. Not you know she well, was a p- porno actress. Yeah, now I know with, why because right, she yeah. can't act. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like she's a particular type of yeah, actor. I think yeah. you know she comes from John Waters mm. films were her first roles, and That's, I've seen her in so many better films where she has mm. done such a better job of acting. Really, and, and I've not seen her in a film for a long time. It's when mm. I saw her in this, I was like, damn, she's really not what I remember. I personally loved her in this. Really, film. like for me. Watching it again, I'm like, fuck, she makes the film for me. I loved her character. Wow. We and have I, such different yeah, thoughts on this film. I, I really, really loved her her role. Especially, like, second watch as well. Mm. I thought she was awesome. Yeah, I really loved her. Okay. It, actually, yeah. But yeah, then we meet our next star of the film. Oh, this is where I'll Rick- start to say some good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Ricky Lake. And I... I really love Ricky mm. Lake. Mm. Ricky Lake playing Carrie Tate, which kind of rhymes... <laughs> So, yeah, Carrie, uh, we see her sort of outside this massive house, like this kind of, it looks like a really, like a haunted house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And yeah, she's talking on the phone with her husband, Jeff. Jeff. We'll hear more about him later as well. And uh, yeah, she says she doesn't want to be left alone. The bills are piling up. They've just Uh, moved into a new house, right? Yeah, they're in this new place. She's like, oh, it's filthy. She's all upset. And she... Hangs up the phone, mm. finishing the conversation awesome. with Jeff. Now, I'm going to say, I love Ricky Lake. So I'm curious, like, what was your introduction to her? It's hard to think, but I think it probably would have been seeing her on the Ricky Lake show. Same, yeah. Yeah, and back in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that aired in England all the time. I used to watch that. And, mm. um, and then later when I was like, you know, watching John Waters films, I was like, wait. Yeah. That's the woman from the talk show yeah, yeah. and that really blew my mind yeah, yeah. and then seeing her in this she's oh, she's pretty bloody diverse isn't she she's awesome and yeah. and i i love her in the john waters film mm. like, i really love her of course in hairspray but mm. in uh yeah crybaby as well with oh, with yeah. tracy lords hey. as well, who is fucking awesome in that film too but yeah she's she's great i really enjoy she's her. a very interesting life yeah and she's really good in this film as well she was great in yeah, this she, film she's playing in a way like i guess the least interesting character but she's really engaging mm. like on script yeah there's nothing that interesting about this character but she really does well she's so film. like sincere with her deliverance she's so fucking likable yeah ricky Lake. yeah and yeah, she's like not a typical kind of leading actress, which I think mm. makes her more likable. But yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Ricky Lake. Big fan of Ricky Lake, <laughs> yeah. But yes, so she's just had this shitty conversation with her shitty husband Jeff. After she's hung up, a shadow falls over her. She screams. She looks up, and it's Dennis Skinner Dennis <laughs> standing there. Skinner, our mate Ted Raimi, Dennis Skinner. He just walks into people's houses now. He just walks straight in. He's like, oh, sorry. Saw an, ad, saw an ad for a room to rent. That's not how you do things. <laughs> yeah. So Carrie makes uh, makes Skinner a, a coffee as he's creepily kind of looking at a, a photo of Carrie and her husband. Mm. She asks what he does, and he says, oh, "I've been traveling around trying to find a place to stay." <laughs> he just instantly is like, "This guy's and not that, right. Don't yeah. let this guy take the room for rent." 
he's he thought the town seemed nice and i love ricky lake curry's reaction is like i wouldn't call it nice it's like it's clearly a shithole yeah, like it is you, we've seen those exterior shots it's oh fun. yeah yeah it's bad I la in the just... 90s not a nice place <laughs> <laughs> i just can't believe he just, he just like turned up in someone's living room mm. and he's like oh yeah i want to i want to rent your your empty room and she's like oh yeah i'll show you around i'll have some coffee as well <laughs> it's like this guy has literally just broken into your house <laughs> Should you be a bit more alarmed? <laughs> but yeah, she shows him the room. We've got that creepy contagion score creeping in again. And the room is like, it's pretty fucked. It's a shithole. It's a real it's like holes hole. in the ceiling. It's run down. It's ugly. <laughs> the camera, like, really... This is one thing I love about this film. Like, the camera just, like, drifts over scenes. And it's, mm. like, really taking in what a disgusting room mm. this is. Skinner refers to this shitty room as a cozy cozy room a safe room (laughs) (laughs) he loves it he loves it he's like i like it i'll take it (laughs) he's he's over the moon with it yeah so he he goes for it make yourself at home it's good to be home thanks so then we come back to tracy law's character heidi stumbling mm. around she, she's clearly some kind of broken soul character we don't know what's happened to her mm. but she can't walk properly she can't really talk properly either she kind of mumbles her mm. uh, and staggers her way through life the way that she's dressed is insane as well how would you describe she, that she's got i've got nothing to compare it to but she's got long blonde hair big old big, hat big old hat big old trench coat big old boots big old gloves <laughs> Everything big. <laughs> she goes big. Should we? Should we actually explain? Everyone does. Everyone know who Tracy Lords is. Probably everyone no, listening to this. Problem. But just a brief overview. Yep. She was an extremely famous porn star in the eighties mm. and caused the biggest scandal <laughs> ever in porn when it was revealed that she was actually underage mm. when she was in her first v- few very high selling mm. porn films. Mm. And then she kind of capitalized on that infamy to become an actress. She was in some John Waters stuff. She also made some trance music as well. What? I think it was trance or house Seriously? or something. Yeah, it's it's not great. She's in the movie Blade as well. Yeah, yeah, I saw She's like that. one yeah. scene in that, right? Yeah. I, I couldn't pick her out, but um, I, I went on to filmography and I saw that was one of the films listed. I could be totally wrong, but one of her songs might even be in the soundtrack of that. Could that was, be wrong. That was a pretty like techno-heavy soundtrack, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? All by Tracy Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's coming into this disgusting disgusting hotel. Repulsive. Motel. Oh, it's a motel. <laughs> Is it a motel? I think it's a motel. I, I could be wrong. What's the difference? A motel is like a roadside one, right? Yeah. Because this one seemed more like a hotel because it had the levels. Oh, actually, you're right. Yeah, it had but st- I don't know. stairs. But you're right. It has, it has has the vibe of a disgusting mm. Norman Bates for the early yeah. 90s yeah, yeah. <laughs> motel. Run by a gross like... motel owner oh, type deal. Yeah, and this gross ass owner. Did you recognize him? Yes, but I didn't mm. know what he's been in. He's one of those guys that you're like, I know this cunt. Mm. What do I know him from? And then you'll look him up and he's in a billion things. Right. I think when I looked him up, I knew him best of all. Oh, his name's Richard Schiff, by the way. Uh, I knew him best perhaps as John Doe's lawyer in Seven. Remember the movie <laughs> right. Seven? Yeah. He was like the greasy lawyer. <laughs> yeah, in that. Yeah, 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 But yeah. he's in a lot of stuff, mm. a lot of stuff. So he's got a very familiar face. Mm. Yeah. And she's checking in. He says that the sheets are $4 extra. Mm. Is that a thing? You can check in into a hotel 
and the bed has no sheets. You have to pay extra for the sheets. Like, I've never heard that in my life. I guess, like, maybe, like, real greasy bargain bin hotels. I don't know. Yeah, but fucking hell. Maybe so it's what? an American thing. Is that... Should ask our... Oh, hey, right in. Hey, or you... Or Americans. you gross motel goers. <laughs> gross motel going Americans. <laughs> yeah, I, Tell us about the sheets. I, you know what? I um, When I was in uh, Iceland, you can... When you check into a hotel, you can request to have no sheets. <laughs> like, you like to be nice and icy. <laughs> <laughs> no, because loads of people go like camping and whatever. Ah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, many yeah. people have, have um, sleeping bags. Right, right, right. And you can choose to like sleep on the mattress in your sheep in your sleeping bag. Sheeping for, bag. Sheeping Sorry. bag. For a, for a discounted price. <laughs> and so it kind of made me uh, think about that. Mm. But I've never heard of um, yeah having to pay extra for the sheets. It could also be this guy is just a prick and he's like, he's trying to take her for whatever. Cause it's also like very expensive, the hotel. And she's kind of like, you bastard. <laughs> but yeah, she, she pays in cash. Oh, she's yeah. instantly like, oh, what's going on here? You oh. shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And he's listening to really bad music as well. I remember mm. that. That could <laughs> yeah. also be Tracy Lord's trance music. I think this could be pre the trance days. <laughs> pre trance days. She's moved on to bigger and Do better you know things. What? The music. Now that I think of it, because after this, I listened to Contagion's album. Right. It could actually be from their album, potentially. Okay, Because right. it, kind of, it was like, kind of like, rah, 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 like that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's right? pretty bad. Yeah, I, that could be that. Oh. You love that kind of music. But I, but I love the score, though. Like, I really love the synthy score. Yeah. But I the, I listened to some of the tracks of their album. I'm like, not for me. No. Not for, not for me. Not for me. Um, but she signs the register, Miss... Heidi. Heidi. Is it Heidi Fleiss? Is there a connection? I don't know. We will never know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. how creepy is it, though, knowing that stuff about Naj? And yeah. then having this character. That can't be coincidence. I don't believe it. It, it seems too insane. Yeah. Especially a name like Heidi. I mean, it's, it's not a not... regular name. Yeah. Really. Oh, it's, it's nuts. I mean, it's, it's not the most uh, unused name, but it's like there, there are yeah. more common names that you would think to like. All the other cast members have really mm. bog standard names. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis, Gary, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, Jeff. Jeff. There's, there's a character called Bob as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Heidi's a little bit more like out there, mm. you know. It's a bit more exotic. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so she picks up a newspaper. All right. So she now she's well. checked in. She's in a room. Yeah, she's she's brought a newspaper up from downstairs. As right, well. goes into the room. It's all dark and blue and grim. Yeah, she takes off her glove, mm. and we see that she's horribly scarred. She's got a manky hand, manky hand, manky hand. <laughs> uh, and she puts the newspaper over the mirror. She obviously doesn't want to look at herself. <sighs> and then she takes out a a syringe. Mm. and shoots up one of the veins in her fucked, uh, yeah. scarred hand. In her manky hand. And falls back onto the bed. Yeah, shoots up the mank hand. And then, yeah, falls back onto the bed. And we get one of the sleaziest shots I think I've ever seen right. in a film, which where she, she falls back after mm. shooting herself up. And there's just this shot, like, between her legs for no reason. Right. You know, it's just, like, a shot that went too long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knowing who Naj is, it feels extra oily that shot it's extra oily <laughs> i mean this is one of the things like i mean as you said anyone who knows tracy lords will know what kind of person you know she's she's in sexy movies mm. in this film she's not a sexy character yeah, yeah. but she's purposely been made to dress yes. in the most like revealing yeah clothing it's kind of fucked up i i really 
felt that as it goes on as well because she's in her underwear a lot yeah but she's all scarred so yeah, like yeah, yeah. her leg and her arm is scarred we don't we only see half of her face mm. so it's really exploitative yeah the way it's shot yet yeah. it's just like in a bra with like a yeah. like a see-through like on a top like mm. a vest top kind of thing on top but it's like just, her character has no reason whatsoever to be <laughs> yeah, dressed like yeah. that it's like completely disfigured scarred calm yeah. walk limping girl it feels heroin like, addict and it's like make her as sexy as possible it feels like very <laughs> fetishistic yeah right like oh this scarred girl love it kind of thing it's like it's it's a bit it's a bit grim yeah but well, um, she, she says that thing doesn't she And then we can kind of, like, guess or assume her backstory. We don't even have to assume, because then the camera pans across oh, yeah. to a photo of Skinner that she's got ah. in her drug kit. I love it, because you were talking about how you didn't like her performance. My note here in all capitals, love her performance. Wow, okay. I just, I, I felt it really suited the role. It, this is, for me, this is what my memory of Tracy Lord's performances are like. Right. A very flat and... Mm uniquely tracy lords right right <laughs> yeah i mean yeah yeah I get, it. I get it but she she keeps saying this like sooner or later i'll find you mm. thing which turns out to be much fucking oh, later yeah, yeah we're gonna which gonna i think also um is is uh where a lot of my uh my aggravation towards this character comes from because mm. she has she just does the same thing yeah she, she doesn't says have, the same shit she does the same stuff for like the a, entirety of this that's film that's true she doesn't have a lot to do but I there's like no progression of her character whatsoever mm. or her story really I did enjoy that in a way though because it's a very dream like film mm. and I kind of like the way she's just always there sort of watching and it's almost like wait is for partway through this film like is she is she like a ghost or is she this because just because she's so seemingly separate for such a long time yeah. just sort of watching everything mm. so I, I kind of enjoyed that that personally mm. but yeah I can see it narratively it's it's very repetitive yeah <laughs> oh and then the next scene oh my god so we cut to post shower Ted Raimi mm. did they did they try to make Ted Raimi sexy for this film <laughs> He does look like he's hit the gym for a couple of weeks. Oh, he does. He's buff. He's uh, but he's like wet hair. He's got water running down in himself, and they try to make him sexy. But the thing is, Ted Raimi is not typically yeah. a good-looking guy. Yeah. He's kind of like on a very pasty. Mm-hmm. He's already pretty badly receding in this role, yeah. and um, he appears half naked so many times throughout this yeah, film, yeah. and mm-hmm. he's not one of. He's not an actor who I've ever thought is, like, an attractive-looking man, you know? Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Nothing against the guy. Yeah. I'm sure he's lovely. But uh, he's not your typical go-to, like, good-looking guy actor. Yeah. <laughs> so to see him in, like, some weird sexy shots mm. with a wet body is a bit unsettling. <laughs> there really is a lot of that. There know? is. So he's all wet out of the shower. Kerry comes over and asks what he's been doing. He very creepily, mm. did you catch his line? No. He's like, uh, checking out my new territory. Then we cut to later, Carrie asleep. Skinner's still wet. Because <laughs> he's just not dried himself out of that shower. Still shirtless and wet. And he, he comes up to her door. And he's, he's like, leaning against it. And there's a shot of him, like, basically cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah. And then he's back to fucking running water over his hands, having a good old time with that water. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, and then... The next scene. So we get to this absolute. The, I love 
the fucked locations in this film mm. so much. So we see Skinner outside daytime in this absolutely fucked looking neighborhood smothered with graffiti. Like every yeah. inch of the wall is mm. like graffiti. Apparently this was shot all in downtown LA, right. uh, shot in a neighborhood called Echo Park. And it just looks fucked, man. Is there a park there? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see anything I, It might green. just be the name of yeah. the, the suburb. There's no green in no, it. Yeah, it was just gr- grim, industrial, mm. like kind of like the sides of the track, wrong side yeah. of the tracks. It's It looks really dangerous yeah. <laughs> when they were filming. Uh, but yeah, he's walking down with his toolkit. A prostitute walks past. Uh, Skinner asks if she's for sale and asks if he can call her Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And that's that's Ricky Lake's character. That's Ricky name, Lake. Yeah, oh. Ricky Tate. Ricky Lake. Ricky. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they walk down the the dirty old train tracks together. Yeah, and we get a flash, mad quick saw flash of some flesh cutting, then water again. So we don't actually see what happened here, mm. but we can we, we can, can guess. guess. <laughs> we can guess. We know we know what Skinner's up to. Oh, is Dennis. Is it his name? Is you reckon that's his actual name? I was gonna say. I mean, he's doing pretty well <laughs> yeah. to live up to his name, isn't he? Like, and that's this kind of like this would only ever be in a '90s horror film. You know, you have the main character called Skinner who skins people. Yeah. You know, it's so '90s horror. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like Mr. Baker, the guy who like bakes pies in your yeah, local yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> so then back to Carrie's house. And our mate, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's back. Husband Jeff pulls up his big old truck. Did you recognize Jeff? I did. Couldn't say from where, though. Again, he's an, he's a real working actor, this guy. So his name is David Wall. <laughs> his name is David Wall. God, I can't say it. Wachowski? Wachowski. Wachowski. Wachowski? Wachowski, maybe. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. He's in a lot of stuff. Uh, including small roles in P.T. Anderson films, like There Will Be Blood and The Master. He's in a couple of the Taken movies. Oh, we love them. Uh, he's in a Spielberg movie. He's in Lincoln. Uh, he's in Face Off. Oh, I love Face Off. He seems like he's like a, a you know a small part kind of guy that's that you would have seen in, in a lot of things. Wachowski. Wachowski. And, you know, he does a good job in this role because we instantly know what kind of a prick he is, right? Oh, he, yeah. He walks into the house. He, he hasn't been home for, like, weeks, right? And he's, like, just swaggering in. He's taking a swing at some punching bag that's hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. He's instantly hunting for a beer. Yeah. And it's, like, morning. I know. And he was, he's like, oh, there's a beer. No beer. And then Kerry comes in, but Jeff is enraged because he's found... Dennis's sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are these? Yeah. Yeah, he's it pissed off. Dennis awkwardly comes in to, like, explain the situation. Yeah. Jeff refuses to shake his hand. Yeah. I, I love the interaction before this, though, because um, uh, Ricky Lake's character comes in and she's like, why do you have Dennis's shoes? And he's like, who the fuck is Dennis? <laughs> you got some guy living here while I'm away. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Yeah, out of context. She hasn't told him about, well, well, they about had, they, Dennis. Apparently, they had a conversation, like, they were going to rent out a room. And that, I, I love that. that. Yeah. Because she's like, I thought we decided to rent out the spare room. And he goes, yeah, I guess we did. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, we did so, you So we? he knows that yeah. they're doing that, but he's still pissed off about it. Maybe he wasn't supposed to shout that line. Maybe it was supposed to be, yeah, yeah, I guess we did. <laughs> <laughs> he just read it wrong. Yeah. So, anyway, we've set up Jeff... And Skinner, no. they, don't, they don't get along well. No. Understandably. So then we're back to Heidi, who, as you said before, we've got a lot of these 
kind of creepy scenes where she's in her underwear mm. walking around. And yeah, we see now that her leg is all scarred up as well. It's like one side of her body, it seems. And the manager, the most disgusting the manager man. ever, is watching through a kind of classic hole in a painting oh, kind of it. job. Love it. Watching through like a like a real uh, a real Norman Bates. Mm. He's a uh, yeah. He's a modern day Norman Bates. This guy. I mean, this did you ever this- see that Psycho remake that Gus Van Sant did? Is that with um- Vince Vaughn? <laughs> And he like wanks off while he's looking at her through the hole. It's like it's like a shot for shot remake, but they add a bit of wanking in it. That's when Sans like, we need to modernize this. We need to put some wanks in there. <laughs> no, like I've 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 never in my life thought I want to see a Vince Vaughn starring Psycho <laughs> remake. So no, I've not watched it. But I've not watched it now. I've watched that scene that I though. hear there's wanking involved. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that scene because I didn't believe it was real, right. but it's real. It is real. Is it? Oh, Hitchcock. He, he needed more wanks in yeah. his film. It was in the script, but he wasn't allowed to put it in because it was 1960. Oh. But yeah, Heidi's looking at a picture of Skinner, <laughs> and again, she's saying all that stuff again. You can't run forever. She's all that sort of spiel, stuff. Yeah, um, that she says a lot in this film. Then we're back, Skinner stalking around, back to the same graffiti place. You would have thought those uh, the prostitutes wouldn't come back there after the the murders that are going on there. But anyway, kind of goes back to um, what would it be the infernal rapist mm. when he kept picking up the girls from the salon oh, yeah. and they just all kept getting murdered, yeah. and they all the other girls still kept going off with him. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it is very similar to that. But yeah, we see him again. He's got his bag. Did you notice? This I only noticed this in the second viewing. There's a shot sort of kind of... I, I don't know what what you would say. Like, it's just like a shot tracking past mm. the the ground. Right. We're seeing a bunch of stuff on the ground. It's like just a kind of B-roll sort of shot. Did you see what you very quickly get a shot of? Mm. There's just a half-eaten watermelon on the ground. <laughs> right. Just, Wait, is, I, that, is that like the focus of the shot or... No, it's just there. It's just, a, <laughs> just weird. <laughs> This is fucking weird. Anyway. Prostitutes love watermelon. <laughs> it's very strange. That's their diet. Oh, bizarre. But um, yeah, prostitute comes out of this fucked looking building. Yeah, what are they just doing a, in there? Yeah, I don't know it's what like, that's going got an abandoned building and yeah. find all these prostitutes. <laughs> and uh, Skinner's like, oh, do you have a place to go? And she's like, yeah, sure, this fucking horrible building. Yeah. Like, and then she's like, oh, you don't, you don't want to do it outside? Yeah. And he's yeah, like, he's oh, like, I'm a little uh, shy. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, not, yeah, definitely not around here as well. Pretty awful around here. Not next to this old bloody watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> and we we briefly go back to to Carrie and Jeff again. Yeah. Carrie's trying to massage Jeff and massage his troubles away, but uh, he's just all pissy. He's he's just an angry, angry man. Isn't he's he? the, we don't like Jeff. He's he's just we're, yeah, we're made she, not to like she him. He should hook up with Skinner instead. He's no. much nicer and hunky. We've seen him with his shirt off. <laughs> Wet and shirtless. Wet and shirtless. And he's like that the majority of the time anyway. <laughs> yeah. So then back to, to Skinner. He's got the prostitute in, in her little horrible fuck den. Yeah. It's all like red lighting, creepy sort of stuff. She's laying out the prices. 20 gets oral, 50 for straight. Anything kinky is extra. Uh, how much extra? Depends how kinky. And he asked her to close her eyes and keep her stockings on, which kind of a throwaway line, right? I don't know why he wants that on. Yeah. Uh, and demands that she gets on the bed and tie us her feet up and he ties up her hands. That never goes well. 
Yeah, and she's like, she's kind of, she's like, oh, here we she's go. like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, finally, about time, <laughs> about time. She's she's keen as a bean. <laughs> I mean, come on! You, you, are, you, are you gonna like go to some fucking room with some random yeah. dude called Skinner with a, with a toolkit with him? Yeah, it's and and tie yourself up willingly. I mean, you're asking to be killed. Yeah, yeah. She she blew it big time. Yeah, he tells her to close her eyes because yeah. he's gonna go in the bathroom. She can't open them until he comes <laughs> out, and he says <laughs> the stupidest line. What's he say from the bathroom? He's like, "No looky loos." Oh, no looky-loos. Got it. It's a real oh, Ted Raimi. Very Ted Raimi. Like, yeah. that must have been improvised by Ted. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so she's on the bed, eyes closed. We have some clanking about in the bathroom. He opens the door up. And we see the shadow yeah. of something. And we're like, wait, what the fuck? This is, is actually an amazing yeah. shot. Oh, I love it. So, yeah. She's been told not to open her eyes. But we hear all this, like, banging and clanging. He comes out. We, yeah, like I said, we see this silhouette kind of approach her. And as it gets close, she opens her eyes immediately go to scream and we see a hand almost like ladylike hands mm. come down from outside of the shot and like strangle her to death mm. and he says in like a woman like voice I told you not to look when I was getting dressed we're gonna have a talk you bitch yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fucking unnerving. It's unhinged. Yeah. It's flawed. He's clearly like some fucking I don't know schizophrenic or something mm. where he's playing two different characters yeah he's um, like become the skin yeah. that he's in right and yeah we see that the, it's like the, the fucking hands have nail polish on yeah, still yeah yeah but i love that that we don't see too much yet mm-hmm. we've just got the shadow which is like you can see he's got something over his head yeah, as yeah. well so he's clearly in a full skin suit but we haven't seen it yet and that's when I was like, oh, this has gotten interesting. Yeah. Because up until this point, I was not really feeling it yeah, that much. But it, it's... Uh, it starts to build yeah. from this point on, yeah. It's <laughs> it's not just a typical, like, you know, kill and skin people. Definitely not. It's a real schizophrenic nutcase mm. man, like, embodying the people that he's killed. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's a slow, dreamy build mm. as well to the, the crazy stuff that's in it. So, that's happened. That fucked up thing happened. Then we're back to to Jeff and Kerry. Oh, and um, mate, I would divorce Jeff in an instant. Yeah, he's he's not great. He's a dick. Kerry, Kerry's offering to make him breakfast. He's like, no, I gotta go. I gotta leave. <laughs> he's just he's just out of there. Yeah, Kerry is looking at the washing and she finds a towel yeah. covered in blood. Yeah, and goes up to Skinner's door, goes inside, sees more towels on the bed. Skinner just appears behind her, then drops his toolkit. She's like, oh, I found some blood on your yeah. towel. I was just worried about you sort of thing. And he just makes this fucking terrible excuse where he's, he, he's like, fucking idiot. He's like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I cut myself. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm a hemophiliac. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine now. Uh, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. It's yeah. just a panicked lie. How has he gotten away with being a, a skinning serial killer for so long? That? Oh, I'm a hemophiliac. Like, that's such, <laughs> yeah. that's such a precise thing to put into a yeah. script. I guess only hemophiliacs would normally say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hemophiliacs and skinner. It's like, you don't have to be a hemophiliac to cut yourself <laughs> yeah. to have blood on your towel. Yeah, we you know? all bleed, Skinner. <laughs> so he doesn't quite understand how, how blood in the human body works. Wait, is everyone I'm killing a hemophiliac? What's going on? Oh, those bloody guys bleeding a lot. <laughs> it must be a bloody hemophiliac over here. Oh man! But yeah, Skinner, Skinner just uh, just stares at her. She leaves, and then we sort of cut straight away to again 
more water stuff where he's pouring a glass of water. He's sort of hypnotized by the water and (laughs) he's left the tap running as well. He's like, oh, I like the way the the light sort of plays plays off and it's always moving and changing (laughs) and Carrie's just like... Wasting the fucking water bill. <laughs> turns it off in a rage. Skinner's also mentioned that he's been trying to get a job. Mm. So then we cut into his job. <laughs> where he's fucking mopping this factory warehouse. Yeah. Oh, this was like... I think this is an abandoned factory, by the way. This place that they, they shot. Right. Yeah. Why is... Oh, wait, shot it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So the, the location was some abandoned place they, they had. But he's, like, mopping mm. and just, like, pulling around with a mop like a goofball. Mm. It's just ridiculous. Doing and the whole, like, mic stand Yeah, thing. yeah. It's, like, so nuts. And then uh, then we meet the best character of the film. Not really. Uh, we meet Bob. a security guard, Bob. But did you get his dog's name? Does his I dog did have not a- get the dog's name. It's probably Bob, too. It's probably <laughs> Bob and dog walk through. <laughs> It's just dog. It doesn't have a name. It's just <laughs> dog. Yeah. And yeah, apparently the dog likes Skinner. There you go. Good for you, Skinner. Dog likes you. No one else does, mate. Back to to Heidi. Tracy Lodge. She's oh, trying yeah. to shoot up again. She's shaking like a maniac. The needle breaks off. Oh, yeah. In a scarred hand. She's just screaming oh. and crying in the bed. In sexy lingerie. Yeah. Very <laughs> sexy scene. <laughs> How many comes did you do? <laughs> Several. Several. I mean, it was a short scene, so I got about 10 in. <laughs> yeah. If it was a bit longer, it could have been 20, but... Uh, Show yeah. me the manky hand again. <laughs> I want a manky hand job. I feel bad now. There's nothing... If, if there's any burn victims listening to this... <laughs> oh, boy. So then back to Skinner. Oh, he's back again. Back at the factory. And uh, it's nighttime now. He's there alone. Mm. He's just searching around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he gets through this door and goes into this very dark space with all this in- industrial-looking junk around. It's like chains and like equipment and all this sort of yeah. shit around. Where is he supposed to be working? Like you said, it's they filmed in an abandoned place, some though. kind of factory. They just yeah. refer to it as a factory. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, I don't know what kind of place it is. We don't really ever get any idea of what they do at this no. factory. He mops. He's he's just a janitor. He doesn't know what they're doing there. But he, he finds a space in this factory, mm. and it's his new lair. Mm. So he's, like, looking around. He's like, yep, this is this is a good place. He's for found his, uh, his den. Yeah. yeah. Then, a very interesting scene where Carrie's cooking dinner. Oh, this is very distressing. Oh, my God. So, so oh, no, this is, this is really gross. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she's got this, like, roast chicken. Or she, oh, it's raw at the time. And she's uh, she's trying to cut it open. Mm. And the skin's kind of difficult to cut. So Skinner walks over, takes the knife, cuts it open very uh, swiftly, and then starts rubbing his hands yeah. all over this raw yeah. chicken. Yeah. Like, caressing this raw chicken. Like, he kind of spreads <laughs> the skin to the side and kind of starts groping it. And she's, like, swooned by this. Yeah, she's like, she's I love, like, the oh, way, love the way you're touching that chicken. He's a man's man. Yeah. He, can, he can cut the chicken. Wish he could touch me like he touches that chicken. <laughs> and then they start, like, dancing uh, in the, the room. This was one of the funniest things ever. So... <laughs> Not only do they start dancing, so the radio, like, the song starts up, yeah. and Skinner's like, oh, I love this song. Yeah. And the song is 
absolute <laughs> fucking madness. It's like something out of fucking Twin Peaks, but like a yeah. really crazy, like, where everything's moving backwards scene in yeah, Twin yeah. Peaks. It's fucked. Good song, isn't it? Yeah. And they're just dancing and they're romantically to this fucked song. And he's still got raw chicken oh, hands. I didn't even think of that. That's and he's holding thing. a knife in the other hand and they're dancing. They are getting salmonella. She loves his company, apparently. But wait, what the fuck is going on, mate? I want Ricky Lake as my landlord. <laughs> because she not only she cooks him dinner, she she makes him coffee, she washes his bloody sheets. <laughs> like, my landlord won't even pick up the fucking phone when I call him. She's cooking him dinner, making him coffee, washing his sheets. Like she's gonna be the best landlord ever. Oh man. But yeah, this is this is when we're starting to build this like romance between these two oh, characters yeah. as well but yeah skinner you know carries asleep in her room skinner's walking up to the door we think maybe it might happen oh is this when sexy ted Raimi's back he's all wet and yeah, naked he's all, again he's wet as a whistle wet as a whistle there we go <laughs> he's as wet as a whistle shining in that blue light <laughs> rubbing himself up against the doorknob yeah, comes over for for a shag but the phone rings and it's jeff and he sweet, he sweet talks Carrie uh, back back into his arms. <laughs> so Skinner's like, ah, fuck it. I missed my opportunity. <laughs> better, go, better go dry myself off before better, I catch a cold. Better go dry myself off and then get back to the water. <laughs> yeah, so they went back in the water in this weird, gross river that we never really quite... It's like, I don't know how to explain what it looks like because it's not a river mm. per se, right? It's like a... It's like a sewer almost, like it looks no. like. But it's all like concrete, like a uh, waterway sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you call it. But he's playing about in it. The camera tracks down from him playing in the water hmm. to Heidi, yep. who's just there, standing, watching him. So this is the point where I'm like, wait, is this real? Like, mm. what is this? And she's just berating him for be- becoming predictable. Doing a whole spiel again. Yeah. And she like limps. I'll find you limps. in the end. Yeah. You won't get away. She's, yeah, she yeah. finds him in the end, the very fucking end. Yeah. And she, to be fair, she didn't lie, as she said, in the end. And it yeah, was the last hell, yeah. scene of the film. But yeah, she, True to her word, yeah. Although she almost gets him in this bit. She limps after him. And uh, Skinner's down that grocery So this, is like, this isn't a dream now. This is like a, a... No, I think all that was real. Right. Well, maybe it was a dream. I don't know. Fucked up, I know. But yeah, um, she actually goes after him. Here. Yeah, she goes mm. after him. He's back on that graffiti sort of street. And... He go. He's sort of chasing after what I guess is a prostitute, this blonde prostitute, mm. who is smart enough to know that, you know, this guy's not not well. <laughs> he's not well, and uh, yeah, he chases this prostitute down, who stops and is like, "Why are you following me?" And he wallops her over the head, yeah, knocking her out, and kind of instantly just slits her throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does a quick job of slitting her throat, and then Heidi appears a bit too late from behind. Uh, to stop Skinner, who kind of cackles and runs away. Yeah, like, doesn't she? kind of makes herself known. Like, yeah, she yeah. approaches him from behind. She's got mm. a syringe full of something. We don't know what it is. Mm. Uh, something to knock him out, I don't know. But she makes herself known, and then he, like, he bashes her on the head and runs away or something. Yeah, so he, he runs away, and she's trying to help this, like... Yeah. dying woman Again. and then Skinner comes back and just knocks out he does like Heidi. a full loop he yeah, runs yeah, off yeah. one way comes yeah. back the other way yeah. it's uh and how is that hooker still alive just got her throat cut and Heidi's mm. like 
it'll be alright. Yeah. He's like, it won't. She's had a fucking throat <laughs> slit. She's done. She's, She's done. done for. <laughs> yes. That's it. He bonks her with a rock. <laughs> yeah. He does a double bonk in this scene. Oh, and then he runs off with a hooker. So, so yeah. he, he, that's it. He, he, he bonks Heidi. Yeah, no, he, he bonks the hooker, <laughs> slits her throat. Then Heidi comes in, tries to bonk Skinner, but he runs away. Then Skinner comes back and he bonks he Heidi. He bonks her. <gasps> it's a so reverse it, bonk. It's a reverse bonk. Yeah, yeah. And then he runs off with the hooker. Mm. Ah. Then we get Ooh. the best scene of the film, which for a long time was censored from the film. Oh, I can see why. Yeah. Where but was this censored? I, I think just like all like previous releases, it got mm. like heavily, heavily cut. So there's like an R-rated version mm. and then this more kind of recently released yeah. version. And so much was cut out of that R-rated mm. one. It would have been unwatchable. But yeah, we're in Skinner's little den that he's set up in yeah. the factory. And it's a really creepy scene. He's telling this story mm. as he's skinning this prostitute that he's just uh, bonked. <laughs> <laughs> bonked as in bonked on the head. <laughs> oh, this is like the most disturbing scene I've just made a mockery. <laughs> it ruined it. But yeah, he's he's like peeling the skin off her back. Yeah, really repulsively. I mean, there's no way to do that nicely, is there? But he's he's talking about when his mother died, telling mm. the story of his childhood. And when his mother died, his father insisted on doing the mother's postmortem. Mm. I don't know how that works. Can you just do that? It's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my wife's ah, Don't worry about it. Yeah. She's my wife, I'll do it. Yeah, so Skinner had to watch his dad cutting up his mum's dead body. And uh, he said, he had a smile on his face, I want you to watch this, son. And uh, he reached over and he pulled my mother's face off. Just pulled it right off. Do you do that in a postmortem? Do you I think the cut was, people's you, faces off? I think the dad was just having a laugh. <laughs> Um, put out a prank yeah just a prank on his son <laughs> and uh yeah Skinner talks about like feeling sick after this as you would and the dad beat him up after it yeah why did the dad beat him up I guess because he's like oh why didn't you enjoy this little prank that I just did of pulling your mum's face off <laughs> <laughs> and then in this story Skinner talks about sneaking back into the room where the the mother was where the dead body was and how the dad hadn't done a good job of of sewing her up so Skinner young Skinner walked up and pulled her her face off. Mm. And then as he tells this part of the story, he flips over the girl that he's skinning mm. and we see him do the same thing to the prostitute of like pulling her face oh, off. Oh yeah. We got and that real close up shot of her face. It's a I don't know why. Like it's look, it's not the best effect, but there's something mm. very fucking upsetting about mm. this scene and this shot is yeah. so disgusting. Just like father's I don't know. Like, it really made me uncomfortable, mm. that shot of him pulling the, the face off. I don't know about you. But I think I, it's something about the expression that's still on the face. Like, it's got no skin, but you can still yeah. tell its facial expression. Yeah, it's really creepy. So, yeah, the, these effects are by the very, very famous uh, effects group, like uh, KMB, mm. founded by Robert Kurtzman, uh, Greg Nicotero, and Howard Berger. And Ted Raimi, of course, knew these guys from Evil Dead 2, right? But in an interview I watched with Ted Raimi, he said that the effects work, they, it was created by them, mm -hmm. but they were never actually on set. Okay. So they would send an associate to bring it to the set. But the main sort of KMB guys were never there. But still, 
fucking great it's effects. It's great. Yeah. The, the, the whole thing, the skinning, everything in yeah. this is, is absolutely it's amazing. Really? Yeah. And, and this has been our first, like, really violent scene. So, yeah. it is quite a shock, mm. I think. Like, it's like, whoa, holy shit. Uh, but then he goes, after pulling the face off, he goes back to his story and he's talking about looking into the mirror when mm. he was a kid and he looked looked at himself, but it wasn't him looking back at himself. It was his mother. Yeah. So then we've got that kind of thing that you mentioned before, the sort of schizophrenic, mm. him becoming these people, the water thing, you know, you put water in something and it becomes that shape, you know? Well, that's now, what, that's well, what now that you have to explain it to me, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then we're back to him with uh, the prostitute's head. He's got it, like, holding it up, kind of uh. like a puppet. And he's, like, touching the hands, like, the skinned hands all <laughs> lovingly. And he refers to, to it as clothing for a divine soul. That's it, yeah. And then he puts on the skin suit yeah. of this prostitute. And he's just, like, touching himself. Oh, this this shot is incredible. It's so good. And it's it's so perfectly lit as well. Because yeah. he's, he's kind of half in the shadows. Yeah. And you can make up this silhouette of a woman. You've got this got wild hair. Yeah. And he's just, like, rubbing himself in the shadows. So we still can't really see everything. And it's just so beautifully shot. Yeah. And it goes back to what you were saying. Like, you don't see everything here yeah it's still kind of makes it really really creepy and really gross that whole this the best scene of the film by far like it's so such a it wasn't my favorite scene though oh god i i dread to think what your favorite scene (laughs) i think you know what it is so then um yeah we're back to heidi at the hotel she is enraged after getting bonked bonked and gonked (laughs) on the head yeah she rages while the the manager is still watching like a creep and she pulls out Skinner's photo from her cleavage. She just, like, keeps it in there, I guess. Sexy Tracy Lords. And she's, like, ripping it away, ripping away at the photo, saying how she's going to kill him. Blah, blah, blah. There we go. So then we're back to, to Carrie's place, and Jeff's back. And she's real happy to see him again. Mm. Then we get into the most <laughs> fucked, <laughs> fucked thing. One of the most <laughs> fucked things I've ever I- seen. <laughs> In a film. And this was the scene... I was not at all considering this film for the podcast. Mm. And then when this scene happened, I added it to my list. This was great. It is fucking insane in at the end of our last episode you said there was one scene that yes, is sort of this scene. I, when I was watching the skinning scene I was like is this the scene that he was talking about and we then like, this oh, disappointing. and then this scene rolled around and I was like oh this is the scene oh my god this is it's unbelievable so like and honestly like if you're someone that's easily offended by stuff probably don't listen past this point <laughs> or don't watch this film. I yeah. love that they had the balls to oh, go there. It's it's intense. And I've got some extra info about this oh, scene brilliant, as well. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So we go back to Skinner at the factory and we meet a character that we've not met yet. He's just introduced in this scene. His name is Earl. Earl, yep. And he's talking about how he could have been a heavyweight champion. It's very important that I mention this, mm-hmm. that he's a black guy. Mm-hmm. The reason why that is important will become obvious soon i would normally not talk about the race of a character in this case it's very very yeah. important <laughs> so skinner walks in and earl's kind of like bullying him yeah. he's annoyed at him for always smiling and uh earl says like oh, you you remind me of the people i used to see at the state hospital like mm. grinning like a loon and skinner's 
fucking pissed off yeah. at this. You can see like that, the like, rage get on something, his face. Doesn't yeah. he? he was he was all happy up until that point. Yeah, and, and then he snaps. It, it, it snaps. And he makes a joke about Earl's haircut, mm. and they have a brief altercation. And as Earl leaves, we see Skinner just like he's lost mm. and he's pissed off. Then we just cut to the sort of factory area, and we hear a scream. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, okay, what's happening? And then, out of nowhere, we see Skinner wearing Earl's yeah. skin. Yeah. So this black man's skin in the skin suit. Full body. Full body suit. <laughs> just straight away we see it. Yeah. Not hiding anything in this case. It's mm-hmm. just, boom, here you go. And that's not the bad part about this. <laughs> Ted Raimi... In this role, he walks out yeah. out of the, the room and he is doing this unbelievably <laughs> offensive, racist impersonation of Earl. I could not pass on it. I could not pass on it. Nothing flat. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so fucked. Like, I just could not believe that this was a film from the 90s. Like, it no. just blew my mind. And you know how I said earlier, the writer said, you know, yeah. that, that we mentioned that the writer had not had much change from the script, except this scene. Mm-hmm. This was not in his script. Really? And he said he had a real problem with it, and it crossed a line that he would personally not cross. Ted Raimi about this scene, he talks about the film being so offensive that it couldn't be made today because of this scene. Oh, yeah. And he said he, like, that both him and the director, they wanted it to be this, like, repulsive vulgar mm. like imitation because they wanted it to be like you know horrible like to no. show how fucked skinner is yeah but ted Raimi also said that it was really hard for him to shoot and he felt really uncomfortable shooting it <laughs> and it offended a lot of people at the time oh but, i can only imagine but i really can't stress how insane it is yeah. and not only that it goes for so long i know he's, he's not only just wearing the suit he's doing the whole mannerisms of this, like you said, the cartoon, the, the, yeah, cartoonish, yeah, racist black, you know, stereotypical yeah, yeah. black racist guy. He's got this kind of gangster lean as he walks. Yeah. He's just shouting out these random things, and he's also kind of talking in rhyme. Yeah, and I was wondering, is that going back to uh, when we did Dolomite? He said loads of people. <laughs> take from him when he talks right, in rhyme right. and I just on a, on a split thought I thought oh maybe yeah but oh my god it's it's uh but he comes out and he goes like oh baby yeah and just him running through kind mm. of leaning back as he runs maniacally through oh. this like street is insane I don't know about you but when I saw this uh the first time I was so like just baffled by yeah. what I saw that I like didn't even <laughs> register it I'm like oh he's wait What's he do? Like, it was like yeah. this slow yeah, yeah, yeah. realization of what he was doing. Oh, my God. But, yeah, this goes for a while. Oh, yeah. So, we cut to away from Skinner doing this. And I was like, okay, it's just going to be that one scene. No, no, no. It keeps going. Mm-hmm. So, then we cut to a, a woman who's getting kicked out of her boyfriend's car. They're, like, in the middle of a fight. Oh. And um, I thought that was another hooker. It could have been. I, I don't but, know. It's not really established. Oh, but, but now you say that. Yeah. yeah. I, I assume just by the way she's dressed maybe that it could just be a couple but i don't know it could be a hooker as well but yeah she's in that graffiti Mm. area 
and she bumps into Skinner, yeah. who's still in the Earl skin suit, but he's got the headpiece off, mm. and he has his back to her. Yeah. And she thinks that he's hurt and tries to help him. And Skinner then turns around, he's just covered with blood. He's kind of got the face mask, like... Yeah, it's like hanging off, yeah. right, yeah. And she freaks out, understandably, and he puts the... Earl head back on, starts doing the voice again, (laughs) saying, Earl's coming for ya! And he chases her around, just running, as you said, in this, like, cartoonish Mm. kind of swagger. And it's just, it's so fucked. It's so, so fucked. (laughs) And it just keeps going. So the the woman goes into into the factory, right? And, or, or like, maybe a warehouse, I'm not quite sure, but in there, like, Skinner Earl... (laughs) <laughs> thing walks in and he's like sniffing the air talking about oh, how he yeah. can smell her one of the other uh lines that he said which i love was uh i sees you're running i starts the fun in oh my god it's lunacy <laughs> or oh, the the another one that he says like he closes the door behind him when, when he's in there and he's like i'm gonna find you with the skin from the behind you so you're right, it's doing all this rhyme stuff. Right. I didn't even really think about that, but it is. It's all rhymed, isn't it? That's what I was like, it's Rudy Ray Moore. Oh, it fuck it out. It's nuts, but he's found, like, this metal pipe. Yeah. He's, just, like, banging it around trying to find her. Eventually does find her. Fucking bonks her on the head. <laughs> does another bonk. And then, okay, like, you think at this point, surely he's yeah. going to get out of that fucking L seat. No. No, <laughs> he's still... He goes back to the, the, yeah. the factory again. And... He's muttering in this elbow. Yeah. He's still going, still staying in character. <laughs> then our fa- our favorite friend, Bob, the security guard, he's walking about. The dog starts barking at Skinner. <laughs> yeah. And Skinner doesn't even break character no. at this. Do you hear what he said? He's like, what lame is- ass dog. <laughs> yeah. God. And then to distract the dog, yeah. he rips the arm off mm. on his Earl skin suit. And throws it over to the dog who gulps it down. Yeah. And then, okay, and so you think at this point, all right, he's, okay, that's done now. Yeah. The Earl skin suit is yeah. done. It's not. It's still going. And this like, this has been several, several <laughs> yeah. scenes of him in this suit. I mean, this scene was intense. It was like a 10 on the insanity scale. Yeah. But all the things involved in this scene, besides him being Earl, like the chasing down the woman and then the dog like sniffing him out, yeah. those both ended really abruptly mm. and anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, it's very like it's like just, we don't we don't see any yeah. gore it's, at all. It's kind of like mm. you, the the bonk is yeah. is a, a point of, of view scene. from the camera kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just see him like wave a pipe, and then mm. the dogs like oh he's gonna get caught. The dogs come in. The the Bob the security guards gonna find him. You see the dog eating a, a hand, mm. and then he's at home. And it was it was kind of like a bit of a disappointing end to such it, an insane scene. I was just so distracted by what he, what Ted Raimi was doing in the scene to yeah. even like think about like, I, anything I was else. Loving it easily, yeah. easily the best scene of the film. It's it's truly mad. It's <laughs> madness, madness. Yeah. I can't believe they put that. No, in the film. it's it, this should not be in a film. No, absolutely not. And this is why and I chose the, it. This is in the nineties. Yeah, like ninety fucking three. This fucking came out. <laughs> It's like this would be offensive in any decade, mm. and like, uh, yeah, it's oh man, it's like, crazy, man. Of all the people, like they they chose a black person, yeah, you know, like oh man, what were they thinking? And Mad- madness, and the fact that even- it's not in the script, so so they added this. They yeah. thought this is a good idea to add this. 
even hearing like what you said, like the reasons why they added it, they still don't justify this. Yeah, I mean, like, like they yeah. don't make sense. No, not really. Yeah, yeah. It's oh man. <sighs> but don't worry, he's still in that that skin suit. Oh yeah, for the next scene, he hasn't <laughs> taken it off yet. He just they, goes home in it. Skinner just loves this suit. So yeah, he goes home back to Carrie's place, still in, still in the fucking suit. He's walking up the stairs in the suit, mm. like the bolt, like he's bold as fuck to be doing yeah. this, like just walking in in this ridiculous suit. Carrie. That's right, he, like, looks in the mirror, right? Yeah. And he's like, that's right, Earl, who's smiling now? It's like, fuck, man, you really <laughs> took offense to Earl. Yeah. My God, calm down. <laughs> Only because he said he's, like, greener like a loon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, like, all that from that. really yeah. kicked it off, right? So, yeah, then he finally, like, derobes from the Earl suit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Carrie, the sounds that he's making wake, wake up Carrie. And uh, she gets out trying to check in on him, hmm. but he doesn't answer. And he's just he's in, in the bath, bath right? I got to say, water. I loved. Uh, you kind of get this uh, shot of the skin suit on the floor, yeah. and it's kind of like as you were just like you, you know take off your clothes before you get in the bath and just throw them on the floor. They're yeah. they're really <laughs> just like thrown down, just like without any care for the world. Yeah. They look great. It's all kind of like like scrunched up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so regulate wakes up. Goes to the bathroom and she's kind of like calling out to him. Mm. It's like, why? Yeah. She's smitten by his yeah, gross like, chicken hands. Mate, you don't have to look after him. It's not yeah. your son. Come on, what are you doing? Skinner's not your son. No, he's a paying. She loves he's him. A, he's a he's a rent man. She's into what him. Do you call, what are you a tenant? He's a rent man. He's a rent man. He's a tenant. She's not your son. Yeah, he's not your son, Ricky Lake. My God. But like, I mean, yeah, because she's got Jeff, the mm. annoying wife beater husband. Not yeah. a wife beater, but. But and then oh, Skinner, who's like kind of you know on top of the world, happy go lucky kind of character. <laughs> well, that's him. He's, he's like high he's on life, on top of the world. Um, so she Love kind of skin suit. she likes him. She yeah. likes him for that. She shouldn't. No, he's a skinman. He's Skinner. a skinman. <laughs> <laughs> we get one of my favorite scenes next. This is also very distressing for me. <laughs> really? This is so upsetting because of the egg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's, so upset while I was watching that. For me, this was more offensive than the black. Oh man, like it's it's not it's like we just cut to Jeff just like fucking smashing eggs. <laughs> he's got all these eggs on his plate and he's just mashing them up. Who eats eggs like with, that? With a fork. Yeah. He's got a fork where I'm just like just smashing Bashing these them, eggs. Yeah. Gonking them. Bonking them. Bonking those eggs to bits. <laughs> <laughs> and mashing them together. Wait, oh. Jeff does not deserve eggs. And apparently, Ricky Lake's character, what's her name? Carrie. 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 Mm. She hasn't eaten. He's like, oh yeah, you can have my eggs. He's yeah. like, you just smashed all these eggs. <laughs> I love the, like, Skinner, as you said, top of the world. He, like, comes in and yeah. he's just like to Jeff, hey, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Jeff just, like, dismisses Skinner and then... Skinner gets to eat all the fucked up eggs. Not even that, not even that. So you got Jeff who's smashed all these eggs into mush on his plate. Then Skinner takes a clean plate and scrapes all of the smushed eggs onto his own clean plate and then starts eating them off that. So now there are two plates with gross egg slop on them. It's just a mess for Kerry to clean up. But fucking hell, Jeff, man, he is an idiot. Yeah. He's an ex machine idiot. <laughs> like, things like, what's his deal, though? Because, like, he's moved into this place. He's bought a house that he can't afford, right? Mm. He can't afford it. So he's pissed off. So they have to rent out a room. And then he's jealous, and he's smashing up all the eggs because they have to rent out a room to another guy. It's like, if you can't afford a house, don't buy a house. If you've got to rent out a room, you've got to rent out a room. Don't be an egg smashing idiot about it, though. You know? Like, because there's another guy in there, because there's a tenant, the rent guy, as you said. 
It doesn't make any sense. Everything of everything Jeff does doesn't make sense. Yeah, he's a fucking egg smashing idiot. Fuck, he is an egg smashing idiot. Bonking eggs left, right, and center. <laughs> Fuck Jeff. Oh boy, I want, I want to see Ricky and uh, and uh, Dennis's <laughs> the real names and character names mixing up. I want to see their love story. <laughs> Well, we, we, might, we might get a little glimpse of that later on. That, that chicken scene was a bit like the, the, the ghost scene, <laughs> yeah, you know? I was just about, yeah. They're like massaging a chicken together. Oh, oh fuck it up. <laughs> oh, God. So we go back to Skinner's workplace. Skinner's asking Bob, the security guard, where his dog is. <laughs> Bob's like, oh, some asshole fucking fed him poisoned meat. Yeah. Because I guess dogs can't eat human skin without getting a sore tum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And Bob also shows that he's bought a big old fucking gun, mm. which he very, very aggressively points. Yeah. Kind of, he's like trying to be like playful, like pointing mm. the gun at Skinner. Fucking Americans and their guns. Oh, they gun. love it. I'd right. shit myself if someone pointed a gun at me. My God. Yeah. Don't be pointing a gun. Don't do it. Don't it's do not, that. That's just not all right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> then back again to our mate Heidi. Haven't seen her in a while. Oh, uh, God. She's just Doing again. Spiel again. Doing a spiel. She's Same being watched by, by the manager. Dude, at this point, there was only 25 minutes left of the film. And every time we see her, she's like, I'll find you. I'll get I'll you. I'll find you. And it's like, mate, we've already been... We've been seeing you mm. say the same thing for an hour. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the clock's ticking. She'll get there. She'll get there. Yeah, she's but still got 25 minutes. She'll get there. And then... I don't know why this next scene... I just fucking love this scene. And I don't really know why... I think it's the look of this scene. Mm-hmm. So this is a very, very low-budget film. And I just really like how low-budget this scene looks. But it's Carrie watching TV. Mm. And it just has a real grimy, grainy feel to it. That it just feels like some hangout film or mm. something with this kind of nice lighting. But in this kind of low-budget way. Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I love the look of it. But anyway, Carrie's watching TV all sad about her dickhead egg gonking... <laughs> Husband Jeff Skinner comes in. They have a chat about her shitty life. Yep. Carrie goes to bed. She's not feeling it. Not feeling no. it. Skinner washes a knife, having a good old time looking at the water. <laughs> then he goes into Carrie's bedroom, shirtless. Oh yeah, and wet. Can't remember if he's wet. Probably he's wet. wet. Probably wet. He's probably wet. Sits down on the bed, then crossfade to some water, implying Dude. they just did a bonk bonk. Why are they trying so hard to make Ted Raimi sexy in this film? I don't know by the end. But she, like, she wakes up, up, she sees him, she's like, she's wooed. So bring them chickeny hands over here. Yeah, <laughs> be great if in the bed she like pulls out a chicken. It's like a little, and then it fades away. That'd be great. That'd be like a, more like a John Waters scene. <laughs> yeah. So then Skinner, he's uh, had his lovely night with Carrie. And he's back in the water again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Walking, wading through the water. And he's kind of role-playing talking to Carrie and saying how beautiful the other night was, but uh, the time isn't right, and (laughs) she's got to get to know the real him, blah, blah, blah. And Heidi's just watching him Mm. from, like, an embankment. Yeah. Uh, And we also see that the manager has followed Heidi, and he's watching as well, and he's like, oh, so that's who's got you worked up. It's like, man, what is your fucking problem? Is is that the only Definition of a creep, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) does he not have anything else to do? Fucking hell. So yeah, Heidi limps back to the hotel room. The manager's waiting for her. Which is another thing. Why does she do that? The limp? Yeah, well, no, why does she go back to the hotel room? She's just too slow to catch Skinner, mate. She's got that limp. 
She's but it's like for the right time. She's like been chasing him for the whole movie. She got him. And she's got him. And she's like, oh, I'll get you sooner or later. Yeah. But for now, I'm going to go back home. Well, she's biding her time. Why? Doesn't hey, make sense. She said in the end she'll get him. I didn't, I didn't think she meant the end of the movie. That's what she meant. <laughs> but yeah, she goes back to the hotel. Creepy manager's there. He grabs her. Says he wants her. Oh, yeah, he he's waiting a, for her yeah. in uh, in her room. Yeah, and he's got a photo of her mm. that I guess he found in a... He said in her Bible. In her Bible, yeah. yeah. He's been going through her stuff. And um, Gross. he's like, oh, you're such a babe. And uh, I don't think he he actually says that. And then then Heidi's like, oh, that person died a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And then I was born. And the manager moves her hair and we see that her face is really scarred. Mm -hmm. We get a little glimpse of that. She pushes him off, holds a needle up as a weapon. And the manager kind of begging for his life says that he knows where Skinner is staying because he's followed him. Yeah. She could have done that as well. (laughs) (laughs) And Heidi wants the information, but the manager... He's got leverage. A bonk. He, wants- he wants a bonk. And then we cut away. So we're like, oh, what happened there? No, 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 no. We don't cut away there. He, like, goes down on her. Oh, it's yeah, like sorry. Implied. I about that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, you want to know? It's all right. But we don't really see her. He sort of, like, no, sits he- down. Oh, it's like, you might have to imagine his gross beard rubbing up against Whoa. your inner thigh. Yeah. <laughs> but we, before it goes too far, yeah. we thankfully cut away. Back to Carrie. Carrie's out of the shower. She's looking around for Skinner. And then we see... Oh, yeah. A skin-covered hand, but not his own skin. Mm. <laughs> skin-covered hand. Skin-covered hand. I guess all hands are skin-covered. But we see a hand covered with extra skin. Double skin. <laughs> Double skin. Gripping the banister. And Skinner is just in a full skin suit. <laughs> like, prostitute skin suit. <laughs> and... He's like, I want you to know the real me! Like, kind of, like, <laughs> losing his mind. And Carrie screams, and Skinner screams, too. I love too. that. Oh, so like... good. <laughs> Him screaming at her screams. So funny. Yeah. And then we're back to back to the manager, and he's just covered in blood, crawling out of the room, mm. dying. Yeah. So we assume we, we don't that, know what happened. Uh, Heidi's battered him to bits, bonked him all over. I wasn't quite sure how, what, what kind of transpired there because there's blood literally Yeah, he's everywhere. Gushed. He's gushing. And there are like, you know, blood, like drag stains on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's kind of going against them. So is he just like going around back and forth? <laughs> yeah, just crawling around, slowly dying. <laughs> he's only got like one little cut. <laughs> but he's a hemophiliac. It's, oh! That's what it was. <laughs> That's how she got it. He's oh, a hemophiliac. Oh, not the only one. <laughs> yeah, so too good. Heidi now knows mm. where where uh, old mate Skinner is. So yep. she breaks into Carrie's place, and as she goes in, Jeff, the egg 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 bonker, <laughs> he shows up in his truck, and yeah, Heidi's in the house searching around, ready to kill. Jeff enters, yeah. and Heidi's like holding the sh- syringe. Yeah. I love and it. She's like, who are you? Yeah, like, yeah. She's, she's broken into yeah, his she, house. Like, yeah. who are you? She's just instantly yeah. just like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I love asking who you are. To the, like, and imagine mm. how confusing this would be for Jeff. Like, yeah. he's got this absolutely fucking mental looking person yeah. in his house who's like, yeah, I'm looking for Dennis Skinner. He's like, what the fuck? What mm. are you talking about? Yeah, they both go upstairs and find that there's a, a note for Jeff yeah. uh, that just says, I'm sorry. Mm. But he doesn't believe that it's it's Carrie's handwriting. And 
Heidi is just being like all sort of cryptic and he's like, well, if Dennis has your wife, I don't think they've run away mm. together. It's like, man, just tell him yeah. what's going on. Come on. I know he's an egg bonker, but just tell him <laughs> what's going on. Jeff uh, gets enraged, even more enraged than he was at those eggs, goes absolutely <laughs> mad, starts attacking, attacking Heidi, yeah. going nuts. And in this kind of fight that they have... Mm. She like pulls off her wig. Like, yeah, she's like, "This is what he did to yeah. me," and pulls off showing her wig. What, what's been done. Yeah, she. Mm, it's not not a good look, is it? She looks like one of them bonked eggs, <laughs> which would only enrage Jeff further. <laughs> yeah, so she's all scarred. She has no hair, basically, yeah. just a bit of fluff at the front. Uh, but yeah, she's a mess. She's fluff a mess, mate. Uh, and she says she's been hunting him for five years. Yeah, it's been. I mean, it's a long. I've been saying the same yeah. sentence for five years. God, that'd be that'd be tiring. Imagine if this was a TV series following all five oh, years. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, she she goes to attack Jeff uh, for whatever yeah. reason, and then oh, that's it. Hang on. So she goes to stab him with a needle because yeah. he doesn't know where Skinner is. Yeah, she's that's just, kind of shit yeah, of her, isn't it? I mean. Yeah, she's she's not well, is, is she? She's, he kind of falls down the stairs. And... Yeah, he's just a mess. He trips down, falls down the stairs. I thought he was dead at that point. Yeah. As she say, like, she's like, where is he? And he's like, I don't know. She goes, well, you're no use to me, and goes to kill him. It's like, that's not yeah. a reason to kill someone, Come is on, it? come on, Heidi. Come on, you're better than that. Well, that's what I thought. Like, I thought we were supposed to be rooting for her. But and it kind of though... becomes, like, this thing of they're both monsters in their own way, right? Right. Like, Heidi and, and Skinner. I mean, she hasn't killed anyone except maybe jeff she att- just attempted murder. well she killed the landlord <laughs> oh yeah but he he's done he, he deserves he, it he definitely deserved that um but jeff isn't actually dead he's he's still he's just lying down at the stairs having a little rest yeah she kicks him awake and yeah asks him to take her uh take her to the factory yeah but that's the thing another thing she says to to jeff take me to a skinner mm. and he's like i don't know so she's gonna go kill him right yeah she doesn't know where Skinner is. Jeff doesn't know where Skinner is. Yeah, somehow they roll up at his workplace. Yeah. Don't know, mate. No. Have to get in touch with that uh, British s- screenwriter. Or Ivan, whatever oh, his name is. talking to a tombstone, mate. <laughs> I'll give Cookie a call. He'll tell me. I think he's gone too, mate. <laughs> oh, fuck They're it, all man. gone. Call up Heidi Fleiss. Hey! She won't know. No. Um, <laughs> so, so then we're, we're at the factory. Oh, Ricky's tied up. Yeah. Which Sexy I, Skinner's back. Yeah, Sexy Skinner. He's all bloodied up shirtless. He's got Carrie hanging up, hanging up by the, the ceiling. And I love that the, it's just so fucking outrageous. He's got like buckets that are on fire yeah. all around him. What's that about? He's re- They're in a factory. <laughs> they have electricity. Why has he got like yeah. barrels of fire? It's nuts. And there's also like skin suits just hanging about yeah. everywhere, which was great. Yeah, Jeff and Heidi just, they're like driving there. I'm like, okay, they're just going to drive into the place. No, they just smash through with the truck. Like, Jeff is just like, yep, here we fucking go. Yeah. Smashes through into the factory. Our mate Bob, Bob the security guard, yeah. he hears the noise. <laughs> I love his reactions, very minor. He's like, oh, what the hell was that? There's a sound. And, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Jeff and Heidi go into the factory. Mm. Skinner's rambling about stuff, and he's just like he's really annoyed at Carrie. And he's like, "Oh, you were making fun of me. You and Jeff yeah, were making fun of me, talking behind my back and shit." And it's like, like, no, they weren't, mate. What are you talking about? That I mean, was a Jeff kind of a been, bit but... of a half baked idea. Yeah, in this film. it's like, come on, mate. They they weren't doing that. 
Uh, yeah, and Heidi's like following this blood trail mm. with Jeff to try and find him. And uh, I don't know why I thought this is so funny, but she they find that trail and then she has a torch. Yeah. Because Jeff wants to go ahead. And she's like, you're going to need this. Mm. And holds the, the torch out to him. And then she just attacks him. She stabs him with a needle. She stabs him with a needle. Injects so, him with something. Yeah, I guess he's all like, kind of, maybe like heroin or something. Like he's all like out of it kind of thing. Know, that's such a shitty thing to do. Like, but, it's going to help. But Dennis Also, gonna... she's a fucking invalid. Mm. Like, she needs some help, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, she's. You, you got trucker help. Jeff. Like he'd just, be a good help. For he that. would, yeah. and you're on the same side. Mm. But she wants to take care of Dennis Skinner. She didn't wait fucking five years for bloody Jeff, the old egg bunker, to do it, <laughs> did she? <laughs> she that's what she said. Skinner's mine. But Jeff is a mess. He's fucking out of it. And yes, Skinner again is like still rambling, and he's talking about being at in an institution where someone used to talk behind his back. Right. So I guess that's why he got so angry at Earl before. And uh, Heidi enters, and finally we get the sort of the showdown yeah. that we've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah. In the end, she said she would get him, and this is it. She's going for it. And, <laughs> like, they have this... She's gone in so half-baked with a fucking needle. Yeah, Whereas he's on. got all these knives, right? So he's pulling out a knife, attacks her with that. In that initial, like, standoff between them, she runs... Yeah, yeah. She runs towards him. Mm-hmm. She could run going? the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> This the limp was a hour and whatever how many minutes we've seen her hobble around like <laughs> Long John Silver. She can run. <laughs> she can run. She was saving it all up for this moment. For this one fight. Yeah, but they have a little knife fight. Heidi's like grabbing knives out of Skinner's bag and throwing mm. and throwing them at her. Bob finds Jeff and he's just out of it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. just a mess. <laughs> and yeah, Heidi and Skinner just stalk each other around the factory for a while. They play a little like game of cat and mouse. Yeah, it's mostly just like Skinner appearing behind Heidi and Carrie being like, oh, wow, look, look, there he is. <laughs> yeah. And like, it just goes on like that for, for quite a while. And now Bob has also entered this space as mm. well. And he's hunting around. He's for, got his big old rifle. Know, yeah, he's got his big gun that we saw earlier as well. And then Heidi appears kind of out of nowhere. Mm. At where Skinner is and chops his arm and just starts beating the shit mm. out of him, which I love. Just beating him up, smashing him up. And then Bob appears, sees this happening. He doesn't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. He's a f- he's confused as hell. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he aims his gun. It's kind of confusing. I had to rewind it the first time. And he shoots, but he doesn't hit anyone. He hits one of the skin suits yeah. that's hanging from the ceiling, which falls down and lands on Carrie. It's awesome. <laughs> that's it. Um, Heidi let her off. She that's let right, her yeah, go. She comes down, down to the floor. Yeah, yeah. But she's still kind of tied up or something. So she's yeah. on the floor. The skin suit falls <laughs> yeah. on top of her. She's like, yeah! Oh, God. So that's the first shot. Yeah. First so he's shot. managed to shoot a skin suit. And he shoots again, shoots Skinner in the, the leg. Yeah. Gets him in the leg. Shoots again, shoots Heidi in the stomach. So then both Heidi and Skinner are just, like, lying back. Yeah. And, yeah, both injured. And Skinner, like, goes on this rant about what she's wearing. I know, I love this. Look at you. Lying there. Your guts hanging out of your back in a cheap, pea-green, flea-market bargain basement coat. Oh! Just... And she, like, slaps him. Yeah. They've both been short, and she, like, slaps him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Skinner's just, like, he's like, you know what? They're going to do tests on me. 
And then in a few years, they're just going to let me out because they love people like me. They love being able to to cure people. Yeah. And Heidi's just like listening to this as she's probably dying because she's been shot in the stomach. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Skinner's just like, doesn't that doesn't that make you want to scream? <laughs> and then we hear a big scream <laughs> and end credits. <laughs> oh my god! After all of that, yeah, after yeah. that whole build up. Mm. It's all just gone to shit by some idiot security guard. Yeah. This is what the fuck is going on. I can't shoot for shit. <laughs> so that's the film. But before we get to like our final yeah. feelings on it, I just want had a few quick extra things about mm. it. So I just want to tell you a bit about the set. So Ted Raimi talks a lot about what the set was like. And he didn't know anything about what uh, Naj was like right. as a person. Uh, he just knew him as a director and he said he really knew what he was doing and he didn't really give much direction for like small kind of things with the acting and kind of let the actors have a lot of freedom. Uh, but that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> judging from Raimi's like yeah, wild expressions. Yeah. Yeah. But this film, he was, this was shot really quickly. So this is a really, really low budget film shot in two and a half weeks. So okay. it was really fast and they were shooting long days from. 8 a.m. into the night. And everyone got along really well, but yeah, Raimi... And Naj also says this. He kind of describes it as feeling more like a sort of film school project. Mm -hmm. And they had that kind of atmosphere on on the set. So it's a very, very low-budget film. Mm. And because of that, they kind of ran out of money. Yeah. And this film didn't get finished. So this this was shot years before it was released. Right. Um, And it just sat there, unfinished. So they'd finished it all... I think they'd started editing, but it couldn't be released Mm because they didn't have the money to finish it. Then all that shit with Heidi Fleiss happened Mm. and suddenly everyone knew who Ivan Ivan Naj was. So the studio that had ended up buying the rights to the film Mm. thought this is the perfect opportunity to cash in on the scandal (laughs) and release this film. (laughs) But because of all the fucking chaos of this production, Mm. the film was just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, all parts of the film, like, the actual film stock was everywhere. Right. And all these different labs. So, they had to hire this guy. So, this guy called Jeremy Caston, who is the post-production supervisor. And the film was shot, partially edited, but left unfinished. So, he had to basically go and locate where the film was and basically bargain for buying back all of these pieces of film. Oh, wow. So he had to go to all these different film labs all over the place, collecting bits by bits. And then he had no kind of like roadmap of what the film should look like in the edit. So he had to basically kind of guess how it cut together. (laughs) So he was like putting this film together with kind of no direction. And then as he was putting it together, he realized there were definitely big chunks of the film missing. Mm -hmm. So he went back to the production company or the distribution company and he's like, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't finish it. Like, mm. I can't find this. And they're like, yeah, we thought that was going to happen. And they gave him a big bag of cash. Right. And they gave him an address in West Los Angeles. <laughs> right. And they're like, go here. This is where you'll get the remaining the remaining uh, <laughs> bits of film. So he went over to Yvonne Naj's house. <laughs> right. And this is in the peak of all that scandal yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, oh my God, I can't all believe right. this. And he knew him as this kind of sleazy prostitute ring running guy. And he had this big bag of cash. 
and he had to hand over this money to mm. Naj to to buy it. And he said that Naj actually ended up being really fucking nice. Oh, really? And they, like, smoked some pot together <laughs> and talked about filmmaking. And Naj was like, look, when I made this film, I was just a filmmaker. It is a very personal film, but, you know, please just do a good job on the film. Like, okay. Just finish it off. Please do a good job. So that's how the, the film was finished off. And not only that. So that's how the film initially got released. Right. But then it got lost again because it just became this bargain bin hmm. VHS, right? So when it came out, Silence of the Lambs had come out mm. and everyone was just like, this is just some shit Silence of the Lambs right. ripoff. And it kind of got forgotten about. So the film was kind of lost again. Yeah. And just only VHS copies were available, not the original film. So the writer, that British guy we mentioned before, Paul Hart Wilden, mm. even though he had very conflicting feelings about the film, he didn't want it to disappear. Yeah. So he went on this 10 year hunt to find what? the master of the film, the 35 mil master. Oh, God. And he had to find the company that had bought it, uh, bought the film's rights at an auction. And they're like, all we've got is this video. We don't have anything else. Mm. Just this video. We can't even release it. And then he like looked around, found a lab that had it, but they checked it. And they're like, yeah, this is it. But oh, it's just a work print. Right. And there's, there's no sound. Oh my God. So then he like had to go to the, the sales company, but the guy that owned the company was dead. And then, Fucking so then he had hell. to get in touch with the person who was in charge of his estate. Uh-huh. And they're like, I think I've seen a box with Skinner written on it. Mm. And they found it in the estate of this guy that had, no had passed way. away. So after 10 years, he finally managed to get the original film. That's why it exists. Now. That's, That's incredible. Why watch it. So what a great story. It's had like a big journey, this <laughs> film. <laughs> That's a wild story though. Yeah. Spending 10 years trying to track this down. All the behind the scenes of this yeah. film is... F- just it, it's crazy everything about it is nuts and i personally like the first time i watched this film i was like half half on it mm. second time i fucking loved it <laughs> it's just such a fucked up film and it maybe knowing all the extra stuff it got under my skin mm. more but i also watching it a second time i really got into the kind of dreamlike approach to yeah. it as well and yeah I, I, I don't know i really love a lot of things about this film mm. i think it's a really interesting and also disturbing mm. film when you know like who directed it yeah as well. <laughs> there's definitely some personal touches in here mm. yeah. yeah there's he can deny it all he wants but nah. it's yeah it's yeah. a bit too close for him. you can't <laughs> you can't run a prostitute rig then make a film like this and claim that it, it you you know that's not connected to it at all you know yeah like, it's definitely connected 100 <laughs> percent. Mm. yeah Hearing all the stories and like retracing the scenes in my mind, was like, oh, there's there's definitely something here. He definitely took things from his own yeah. personal life. Probably the people he he knows, yeah, yeah. added them into the film. Mm. Said a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> what, yeah. It's what are your film, thoughts mate? on the film? I can't tell if you hated or hated it. I all. kind of loved it and hated it. Um, mm. Very very conflicting opinions within myself. I mean, let's talk about the good. The special effects were awesome. Mm. Um, loved Ricky Lake. I thought the uh, the lighting in this mm. film was great. Mm. All of the scenes um, were beautifully lit and really added to the atmosphere in this. That was mm. one of the things that really stood out for me with this. Even though I really don't like Ted Raimi, his performance when he was like acting like a madman and like mm. screaming, especially in the finale as well, like when he's screaming in Ricky Lake's face, he does 
feel like a genuinely unstable, yeah, yeah. unhinged person, mm. and you believe his insanity. Mm. And I, I, I was just like, wow, well, he actually has done a very good performance because everything I've seen him in up until this point has been really goofy, mm. you know, shit, mm. just shit. And I've never, ever enjoyed one of his performances. The scenes where he is just playing Dennis Skinner, the the wacky tenant and mopper of the yeah. factory, yeah. he was very annoying to look at. Yeah. But his mad scenes were very enjoyable. Mm. So maybe, maybe this was just him portraying that, like, you know, that schizophrenic character. Because he really does do mm. two different personalities very well in this film. Yeah. But even though, even with that in mind, just watching him be Ted Raimi is quite difficult to watch. <laughs> it is not fun. Didn't yeah. like sexy Ted Raimi in this. <laughs> Didn't need to be naked and wet for half the film. That's one thing. And I kind of felt like Tracy Lord's character was wasted. I felt like her story should have progressed a lot faster. She spent the majority in the hotel room saying the same two, three lines again and again and again with no kind of progression to her character. And it was only really in the last, like, 15 minutes where mm. we kind of saw her do anything. So that was kind of, I don't know, a bit of a waste. Like, when you see Tracy Lords on the cover, you're like, oh, this could be fucking wild. Mm. And it was just a mm. bit kind of, I don't know, mundane, I guess. Mm. Yeah, for, for such a great name as hers. Mm. Yeah, so there is that. But the gore, the bodysuit stuff, and Earl. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the Earl scene? Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking wild. I think this film, I put it in the same category as we mentioned before the infernal rapist mm. for me when we talked about infernal rapist we were like it feels like a cat three yeah even though it's not a cat three mm. this film also to me feels like a late cat three right. like a 96 97 mm. cat three where it's got that same kind of like fucked energy to it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I get that. Yeah, but I think I think for me, like, I do see your point on all those mm. negative points. But I, watching it again, I really kind of enjoyed some of the repetitiveness because mm. to me, it started to feel more like this weird dream, mm. and it was almost like this kind of bizarre, abstract version of like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer or yeah. something like that. And I really do like. I don't have the same feelings about Ted Raimi, but I'm not the. I don't think he's an amazing actor, but mm. I do think this is his best role that I, I've oh, seen yeah. him in. From what I've sure. seen, I would totally agree, yeah. Yeah. And just, like, in terms of... I, I've just... This this film has things I've never seen in a film before. <laughs> I probably never will again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about um The Wrongometer for uh, this film? I know what I'm giving What, what are you going to give it? I'm going to go for... Okay, without the backstory, yeah. it's probably an eight. Right. Because that one scene is... I mean, it's a <laughs> ten by itself, that scene. And there's also just something else throughout this that's very unsettling. But with the knowledge of who the director is, I think that adds a real sickening, mm. sickening touch to mm. this. And I, I'll, I'll say a nine. Pretty high. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go for a seven. Mm. Not as high as a nine. And reason being is, I mean, yeah, the, the the backstory, the director is completely fucked, which did add a point. I was initially going to go for a six, which is mm. probably quite low. Despite the, I mean, you, you got a man wearing people's skin, so it's pretty fucked up. Um, the skinning scene, the gore stuff in there, and then the Earl scene, really, mm. is kind of just the, 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 big, the big factor here. Yeah. Without that one scene, it kind of just plays out like a pretty average mm. serial killer film. 
it's that Earl scene. Mm. Plus, knowing that the director is a fucking nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I probably will watch it again. Uh, but I, I kind of need to get over some of the uh, the issues that I have with it. Mm. Yeah. And it's kind of almost a shame because if it was just ever so slightly different, mm. I think I really would have enjoyed this. I would say, though, do watch it again with your adjusted expectations. Because yeah. the first time I felt more like how you were thinking, but then the second time, I don't know, I liked it a lot mm. on the second viewing. Like, a lot. It really... I think knowing what I was in for, it, mm. it made me see it in a different way. Right. And I also really recommend watching that Nick Broomfield oh, documentary yeah. that sounds as well. Because, yeah. like, yeah, it, it adds a lot of weird context to the, this film as mm. well. How about, uh, what do we got going on next time? Next time. Yeah, because, fucking hell, Dave, we've been doing a lot of very obscure stuff recently. Oh, we're doing a Fast and Furious movie next? Seven. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Hey! No, I was thinking about it because we didn't used to be like this. <laughs> like, we started this podcast doing relatively linear films. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. what was your first one? It was... Uh, Mad P- Foxes. Mad Foxes. I did... Um, Writhing, Writhing Tongue. Writhing Tongue. We were all quite linear. And I think recently we've been going down a very deep rabbit hole of mm. impossible to follow or understand films. That's why I chose this one. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to do a similar one. Oh, I'm going to do something linear. Um, because I have another very, very linear film coming out later. So next time we will do Killer Tongue, nice. which is about a killer tongue. That's, that's what the title says. Yes. Oh, what it excellent. says on the box. Nice. What year is that, that from? Oh, I don't bloody know. <laughs> I guess there's only Ask one me film. next time. Is it on Tubi? I don't oh, fucking probably. know. Probably. probably. All right. <laughs> So probably you can find it on Tubi before yeah, next time. Probably. Let's make the bold claim. That it, it's it's, it's it's widely available. All right. Yeah. Nice. And as always, please follow us on Twitter at SMSWpodcast. And you can also send us an email at showmesomethingwrong at gmail.com. And please leave a review. Come on. Come on, mate. Please leave a review. Please. Please. Oh, Please. by the way, did anyone send us a picture of their favorite bowl? I got no fucking pictures Dude, of any bowls. Send us your bowls. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to Night Evil Soul. Okay. <laughs> Get those bowl picks in. <laughs> Email those bowl picks. Yeah. Hey, Dave here with a little post theme song Easter egg for you. I just wanted to give a big thanks to friend of the podcast, Eggy. Uh, Eggy runs video violence releasing uh, here in Japan. It's a really great label putting out a lot of really interesting films. And he lent me his Skinner Blu-ray so I could dig into the extra features for research for this podcast. And when we were hanging out the other night, uh, he gave me his own review of Skinner. So here it is. Yeah, I think this movie is so fucking cool. Yeah, so I love Ted Raimi's act, and so the directors and the cat and the gore scenes are so insane. So I love this movie so much. Yeah, you should watch this one. So-